chirp, 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 chirp. That's right, guys. You hear that? It's spring. If you haven't noticed, you can put away your winter coats now. And I've been feeling so much better since it's been spring, since the weather's been warm, been able to walk all the way to the source. In less than a week, we get that checkup with the doctor so he can okay me to go back to work, do what I love again. I'm pretty excited, to say the least. Um, you know, and with spring, I'm doing more springtime activities, you guys. I'm finding myself uh, walking, I'm walking outside. I'm going, uh, like, instead of walking my dogs, like, 15 steps to go poop, I'm adding that extra, like, eight, and we go around the corner, you know? I'm seeing, like, all parts of the block I haven't seen in months since it starts snowing. You know what I mean? I drove for the first time this week. It was nice. I went all the way uh, to 8th Street. That's two blocks away. You know, I'm just trying to take it slow. Get uh, accustomed to life. I had a miniature burger today. Had a tiny uh, Brazilian cheese bun tapioca starch uh, bun. Made a cheese. Tiny little beef patty. Uh... A grape tomato. Delicious. First burger I've had in months. Uh, what else is new? Uh, we got some video uh, video equipment set up. So shout outs to the sponsor for the video uh, side of the content we're producing here. And that's uh, Gene and Company. It's coming soon. Uh, I'll tell you more about it later. But that's the sponsor. They hooked us up with a little bit of a uh, little bit of lighting, a little bit of cameras, you know, get us rolling on the video side. So shout out to them. Uh, but yeah, it's spring. People are getting married. You know what that means? People need wedding photographers. And I recommend who? That's right, Bella. Dan Thorson. That's the guest today. Legendary, dare I say, wedding photographer. Um, I always run into Dan. I mean, I guess I always used to run into Dan when I would get drunk a lot and uh, go to the bars and he had his office downtown. I'd always, like, bang on the window and try to talk to him. It's probably, like, during the time when he's probably most productive. Who knows? Uh, but, yeah, I guess I'm surprised he even agreed to come on this show. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, why would Dan want to be on this show? I've always just been really annoying to him, uh, our whole relationship. But Dan's super nice. He's always like, uh, he's always been down to like just go shoot, like at the most random times. Like there's gonna be uh, photos on the website where it's like me, Dan, Danny. Uh, I think Susie Richards. Shout out to Susie. Uh, we did like a shoot so long ago. I'm gonna dig those photos up and put it on the website. So yeah, check those out. But yeah, I'm going to roll that intro song. Thank you guys for listening to the Cham Life podcast and enjoy.
Dan, what's up? Welcome. Hi, th- thanks for having me. Um, well, I was just saying, you look amazing, by the way. Dude, you, would, you wouldn't even tell him <laughs> I can't lift 10 pounds. If I, like, I had to wait a week to do yours, because, mm-hmm. like, in that first week, I couldn't get my heart rate to raise. If I did, it was, uh, like, going to be bad for recovery, so I was like, all right, I got to wait a week out for... Dan Thor said I was going to be way too excited. So you, you, it's, yeah. it's probably off the charts by now. Yeah, it's like, wow. Oh, There's a reason why they call you a heartthrob. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that's dude. that's flattering. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, man. So like, let's just dive right in. Let's just yeah. go ahead first, dude. Like, what uh, what is it about yourself? What's inside of you that loves like just capturing memories and documenting people's moments? Um, you know, so as a little precursor to maybe those who, who don't know, um, I started doing this probably about I want to say about seven about seven years ago and so you, it's funny you mentioned you know before you were doing it I think I might have been doing yeah. it before you were born I think too right? I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know I'm not yeah. I, I don't I don't think I'm that old but um, I'm, I'm, I feel sad <laughs> <laughs> you know um so my uh my I guess journey if you want to call it started um about seven years ago I was working tons of nine to fives, you know, nine to five jobs. And it was basically, um, uh, typing and then talking. Cause I mean, if you have that skill set, you know, it's like being, uh, like a line cook or a, a dishwasher. If you have a, you know, if you have a decent voice, you can get hired anywhere at a call center, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, I worked a lot of those jobs, uh, and I got a f- I got fired from a lot of those jobs. Um, That's because we're rebels. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah, and um, I, you know, I, I think I was at a very like stagnant place where, um, I just kind of thought, you know, maybe this is if this is it. You know, I, I just keep, you know, going from place to place, and that's it. You know, you just you know find a new place, go on for it, do the job, and then. Kind of yeah. like the whole, like, you're taking the Mongolian approach. Oh, yes. tell me. Oh, I don't know what that oh, is. It's kind of like nomad, going from, like, one place where you can get some some food, some substance for a while, and then that dries up, and you go to another place. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I will, I'll, I'll apply that now. I was like, yeah, I was, I was, like, a, I was like a Mongolian. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I will actually, I'll, I'll write that down, too. I'll keep some so notes. So when was, uh, when did you, like, in, like, because, dude, I feel like there's a lot of people Mm-hmm. That never leave that phase of just like, you know, just going from doing like one thing they don't like to mm-hmm. another thing they don't like. And like my like my whole thing is like, I ho- I wish more people would take the jump. Mm-hmm. So like what pushed you to take the jump to be like, all right, I'm going to try to do something that I actually like. Ooh, OK. That's so, <laughs> well, no, um, <clears throat> what what happened was that I worked at this uh, uh, temp job is like a a document scanning uh, place. And um, I was doing a, a lot more heavy photo stuff. I was actually doing, um, uh, there was a, a a grand opening week of a, a certain boys and girls club uh, here in town, um, which is now defunct or, yeah, it's not, well, you know, it, it's not, it's not running right now. It was a thing. It was a thing. It was a thing and, once, yeah. Yeah. And um, I was working, uh, that job, you know, 8 a.m. And then I was doing this thing, uh, you know, shooting till, say, midnight from like 6 to midnight, um, editing or trying to get files out the door by uh, 2 in the morning. So, you know, there I'm going to bed at 3 a.m. and then turning around to to wake up at 
seven rolling in like a zombie to this this job and um you know my how long were you doing like the dual life thing um you know a couple months that's burnout yeah burnout, well burnout recipe dude. i mean number one i love sleep so i you know for me a nice solid 10 hours is i just love it you know yeah and there's people that are saying you know scientifically you don't need that much sleep anyhow i don't yeah like people do you dan i i think 10 a beautiful number dude i in you know sometimes 12 is even better wow, so i thrive <laughs> i should i i aim for 10 yeah but, but sorry. No, no, no. It's all good. No, I love I, I love sleep though because it's just any of that. We're reading on a different topic. Your yeah. sleep is tranquil. No, but in this uh, time period, you weren't getting much sleep. No, like. no. I was um I was going you know into work like less than four or five hours of sleep, and then my performance started to slide a little bit too. And so the the manager or the the boss whoever uh, was like he said you know you kind of got to make a decision. It's either this or that, and I kind of thought. You know, I mean, uh, can we swear in this? Oh, yeah. Okay, dude. cool. Course, I wasn't sure if it was yeah. like PG or like G no, or anything. No, no, no. I was like, well, gosh dang it. No, I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh, I said, uh, I was like, okay, fuck it. Yeah. I'm, know. I'm, uh, I'm going to try it. And I, I dived. I said, you know what? I, I'm tired of working for someone else. So you had like one foot in like one door and then like one foot in like the dream mm -hmm. and you said i'm going full in i yeah i just said you know what i there's you know there's there's never the right time and i i think a lot of it is you're always waiting for some kind of um silver lining or something like that and there never was and uh i just kind of dived into it and i said you know what? i i did not know what i was going to specialize or what i was even going to do um i told my parents and they were like, oh, okay, what are you going to do? And I said, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I don't I'm know. a boy with a dream. Yeah, I just said, you know, I figured, well, I, I, have, a, I have a hunger. I have an ambition. Um, I have a camera and I have a drive. And I, you know, I'm, I'm going to do whatever it takes, um, you know, and which is also kind of, there's a song by Imagine Dragons called Whatever It Takes, you know, is, is kind of just this cool you know, because I love the adrenaline in my veins. It's just like this, it, I don't know, there's this reaffirming thing. And um, since then, uh, since that that day, it's always kind of been, you know, making, you know, network connections. Um, I've met a few other photographers who kind of uh, introduced me to certain fields as well. Yeah. Um, and initially, which is funny because I, you know, I do just, just weddings mostly. Um, I believe in kind of doing just one uh, particular genre and then kind of just, you know, focusing on that. Yeah. Um, my dream job is because I started out doing concerts. Yeah, that's how I started. That's when I started seeing yourself was concerts. Yeah, um, I love that. But the problem is that there's there's not a sustainable market here for that. And like it's it's always like it's uh, it's like it's not hard to get into it. It's just it's hard to get uh a paycheck from because yeah. like especially like 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 kiss was in town i'm sure like <laughs> uh, there's probably a, a list of 200 photographers here who would have shot that for free mm -hmm. you know what i mean and that's just how it always is and like it's a shame but like 
Did you ever go on tour with a band? Um, like, well, yeah, actually. So it's a good segue too. <laughs> yeah. So the first one is, uh, well, the first thing about Kiss is that I actually met Gene Simmons years ago. I th- yeah, I saw that post. And he, um, he kind of like didn't like me like right away. He, what, um, what is it? I had a tripod set up. Um, so it, it was again for this event <laughs> um, in town and uh, years ago. And uh, I had a tripod set up doing uh, just like a, a photo backdrop. And um, what was it? The, the first thing is I had a, a flash and because there was no viable ceiling to, to bounce it off. Yeah. With. I think it was like black or something. And so I built this uh, uh, DIY like um, diffuser. Yeah. Out of like a, like a great value, like, ju- you know, like the, the great value yeah. juice things where you can like pull out the individual packets. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I cut that in half and put it on the flash. It, yeah. Like, making like, just like MacGyver, on, you yeah, know? On the, yeah. On the fly light modifiers. <laughs> yeah. That's so, sick. yeah, no. And let's, let's, part of the job too is you got to be, uh, I think, kind of MacGyver ish too. Yeah. You got to come up with stuff that's just like, okay, you know, like a white shirt is. Is good for That's, diffusing or bouncing off of. Oh, my friend Danny, he's like Irish heritage. He's yeah, like, I know Danny. Yeah, yeah. I just I have him on every shoot just because if we don't have enough light, I might take off a shirt. Oh god, <laughs> he's, he's like such a good reflector. The the bounce is so soft. Oh my, spread is so even. Like so, then you probably put the subject like just get closer yeah. to Danny's like yeah. nipples. Just yeah. n- oh, dude, he's, he's so reflective. You don't even need to be that close. Do you tell him to shower though, or is that just like does uh, anybody complain about like a smell? He's or fairly clean. He's you know okay. That's kind of like a requirement to be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's there's not many requirements to be my friend, but yeah, that's one of them. Okay, I I think I, I think, okay. I think I've got that ba- down. Why did, were you smelly back then? Is that why Jim no, Simmons didn't like you? No. So I had a, <laughs> I had a tripod set up, and okay. like I said, you know, blah blah blah. I was doing the flash, and then Gene Simmons says because uh, the, the flash is pointed forward, you know, and I'm trying yeah. to like do the math. Like I need to because if you're bouncing, you're not going to get, uh, you're going to get the heavy shadows under the eyes, and they're not going to be you know noticeable. And plus, it's a, um, it's a photo booth thing. Yeah. So I mean, these are just like very like souvenirish. Like these are maybe something that they're not they're not going to be critiqued. Anyway, so I I point the flash forward, and then Gene Simmons says very Gene Simmons he goes, you know, you should probably point that upward because of the uh, you know, the, it's good for bouncing. <laughs> Gene Simmons <laughs> he said I mean, he's because he, he's done, he's done these he's done <laughs> yeah, these yeah. and I'm like I said well no, you know I. I said very respectfully, I said, well, you know, no, this is just to fill in. Anywho, so we, we do some photos and then he's like walking back in between and he almost like, like trips or like knocks over my tripod. This is yeah. just like a sun pack, like 383, yeah. a cheap ass. Oh, dude, I know the smell. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And uh, he goes and he goes to me, he goes, that's number two. You know, like you just like, yeah, like, am I, am I, am I like on a three strikes kind of thing here? Like what's going on? Anywho, um, is that what his voice sounds like? Yeah, he's he's very he's very well, you know, he's very monotonish, you know. Yeah. He's like, yes, sounds like a British elephant. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, what a tree. Yeah, no, he was. Um, it was interesting. You know, it was it was cool doing that. Um, but then the band. Uh, so I've I've always I've always just I've every show that I've gone to, you know, like I just I the big thing for me is. Um, people are probably going to roll their eyes during this part. It's like, you know, like, yeah, I'm a huge U2 fan. I love the band U2. Yeah. Um, just the, like the passion and the drive that they have. They love to, 
yeah, create like, and just do what they do. They like to like use their platform to like like influence good change, I think. So yeah. And they're all just about that. They're just always they're not content with where they're at. So they're always just trying to just try something new. Um and the road crew, I was I was watching um the uh road crew on the twenty seventeen Joshua Tree tour. Um and it's just this kind of this romance idea of packing it all up and going to the next city and doing it all over again. And you yeah. get uh, like a day or two. And, uh, <clears throat> pardon me. I was, um, I guess like, I, I don't know if I was ever really a member. I think I was just more like the, the like the roadie or something with, with Valley Hill. Yeah. Formerly avian, avian sunrise. Um, love those guys. Love them. Uh, which they, I, I still hoping for a comeback. Yeah, I'm still. I you know I th I think there's a good possibility. It's just like it's like everyone, like like the, like from what I've seen, like everyone's so talented from those groups. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's I always get blown away at the amount of like good art mm -hmm. that comes from this, like from our small city. Like it, yeah, it blows me away, dude. Like that's like that's what I'm trying to do. This show is like I'm trying to like talk to as many like people who create shit. Mm -hmm. So for you, like, like, since, like, I've known you since I've been following what you do, like, it's, like, now you've, like, narrowed down onto, like, weddings. But, mm -hmm. like, I remember, like, for a while, I, I thought of you as, like, a fashion guy. And then, like, as the, <laughs> the lighting guy, you know. Mm -hmm. And then, like, uh, you're also You're also very, uh, very, like, obsessed with me in the beginning. I remember, like... Like, I remember I was doing some editing and when I was with uh, Uptown Events. Yeah, I've always swing by the window. Like, like, like 11 o'clock at night, you're like, you're pounding on the... Drunk. Yeah, yeah, you're pounding. Like, I'm like, who the hell? I'm like, it's like the, you know, Conor yeah. McGregor. Who the fuck like, is that guy? You yeah, know? dude, I, that was me. That was like the, like, annoying, like, <laughs> fan, like, hey, what are you editing? What are you cooking? Let me, what like, the, the, what yeah. is it? The let me in. Yeah, let me in. <laughs> dude, yeah, that was me, man. Yeah. Dude, yeah, no, um... Yeah, that's when I was like living in the Phillips lofts. Yeah, I remember that. That was crazy, dude. I that was uh, I don't know, like I remember that was like when I got my first Alien B. Yeah. And I was just trying to find everyone I could find. Was that, that a four hundred, eight hundred, or sixteen? I think it's eight hundred. Is like a white one because I love white electronics. Dude. Nice. The Asian in me. Yeah. And I like white women. I like white electronics. Like, look, my laptop has a white skin on it. I see that. If I could put a white skin on myself. I'd do it because uh, <laughs> the vinyl scratch resistant. Shout out to this week's sponsor, D Brand, uh, for all of your electronic vinyl skin needs. Laser cut, precision measured, guaranteed to give you a light yet stylish cover for your electronic devices. But, anyways, yeah, if I could get a skin, if D Brand made human skins, I'd get a white one. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Not like white people's skin, just like straight up white, like. Zero 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 like like that kind of way you know what I mean? like psh, I just love uh I don't know I I love white I'm always attracted to to white mm -hmm. like as a color yeah I don't know well I mean I'm wearing a white V neck for you that, so uh, like that's why if I'm you if you so want this hard. yeah like, if you want like, this I'll give it to you after the show I'll give it to you dude so um <laughs> what do you what like I know you like um. Your passion and your money making is in weddings. Like, mm -hmm. what do you do when you want to do, like, feel like, be more creative lately? Like, is it like, do you like, because I started doing this. And I'm like, this is awesome. And yeah. then, like, I've, I've talked to, like, Corey. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I like to just play my fucking bass. 
Yeah. <laughs> what is it for you, dude? Um, you know, that's a very good question. Is it like other types of photography that no one knows about? Not really. You know, it's it's very it's it's just one sided as for now. Um, there was, you know, a couple of years where I think I, I, you know, kind of went back and looked and said, well, what could I what could I be doing better? Um, how can I, you know, essentially just um, outdo myself? And so I, I had a, a, a wedding years ago where I kind of just went back to the drawing board. And from that, everything kind of just transpired. Everything kind of picked up again. And um, it's very interesting because uh, there's a kind of a mentality where it takes money to make money. And the, the great thing I was I was listening to the the Epic podcast. Shout out to uh, Nathan Mitchell and, and Sam Hurd. Love those guys. Need to do more of their uh, podcasts. Um, great, just great for long drives. Anywho, um, I went back to the drawing board and I said, you know what? I mean, I I have this goal in mind. Um, I have this ambition that I I want to just focus on just one thing. You know, because I feel like if you really hone in on something, then you can achieve that. Um, and from that, I just kind of just really kind of just dedicated myself to just one particular genre. Yeah. Um, but also in the same way too, like, you know, um, sometimes maybe I'll get out and uh, do something, but I, it has to like, it has to strike me though. It has to be like an impulse, like a, you know, like when you go shopping and you, you, you kind of walk by something. And it jumps out to you. Yeah, you don't know why sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I, I've always been like that, though. I've, but also, like I said, I believe in kind of doing one thing and then doing it well, just because um, I, I guess the the best, like, breakdown I have is like, you know, like, you know, wh what is a steakhouse known for? Yeah, Steak, exactly. You know, now they start offering like burgers, like, OK, cool, as a sublet. And then they start offering like pasta and seafood and then like, you know, uh even like Asian food and then oh, like dude, steakhouse chow mein never trust it yeah exactly I mean yeah. like you know for me the thing is like okay so if you're doing like 80 you know 90% of your business 95% of your business is the steak and then you're trying to appeal to you know a wider uh, crowd um, you know so you have to divide in like the, those between those five yeah. sublets you know how much like quality and, and care and like you know like goes into that because i feel like a, a, a lot of people tend to become a jack of all trades yeah just because thinking that's kind of like casting a bigger net that you know if i keep doing just one thing you know what's the what's the point yeah you know i mean if i you know i you know and i believe kind of in a very consistent hard work kind of mentality that the more like the like, more that you make it your your drive you know, yeah. and you actually believe and you have like, and like, I, cause I, I write out like goal sheets and I have like this little like dry erase, uh, board by my computer and, uh, I write things like, okay, I want this. It's very similar to like the laws of attraction with the universe. Yeah. Um, it's essentially, um, it, it's also about perseverance as well too. So if you say to yourself, I want this, I want that, um, you have to make some sacrifices. Um, I'm... I can't say I'm the most uh, sociable person. You know, I don't don't yeah. go out, I don't go out a whole lot. Um, oh, I don't blame you. I I've, I <laughs> have uh, my my twenties was uh, wild. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but 
there's some there's some sacrifices you have to make in order to um i think to get exactly i mean where you want to be i mean that's kind of that's always kind of been my mentality but um to get back to that question it's a big old tangent um you know uh sometimes i'll shoot a show or two um maybe I'll do some corporate stuff uh very rarely though um, yeah because i i kind of believe that we're all um you know gifted in, in in many ways that you know there's somebody that's probably better at at posing people for say seniors or there's a better family photographer out there or a, a better corporate photographer and you know i i think you can you can really do anything um uh, if you have like, you know, the, the knowledge and such, like, I know, I know how to light. I mean, I haven't, you know, busted it out. The, the alien bees, the, the 1600. And I have this, I think it's like a, a 68 inch oh, yeah, like parabolic the biggest, umbrella. Like the yeah. biggest softbox in the world. I, I have that thing. <laughs> yeah. I have the backdrops yeah. and I just, I don't know. It's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of work though to yeah. bust it all out and, and set up. And I think, you know, that's kind of, um, I think it's again. It's I think it's why natural light is a lot more in right now, just because of the yeah. the you know the easier setup versus uh, flash, which is interesting because the whole um, flash into say like weddings and such. Um, that's something that was uh, I think relatively big in the uh, beginning two thousands. You know, yeah. and just within the the, the change of trends, um, natural light became very much in. Um, and yeah, with with like, um, I I blame it on like, um, I mean I don't blame it, but like I I attribute it to like the fact that like when like the DSLRs came, mm -hmm. all the fucking lenses started getting so fast. Like, oh yeah. Like, like I like you know like before the DSLRs like like especially like medium format like f two was considered so wide open. Oh yeah. You know so like now that like there's like like there's lenses. That like the major brands themselves are producing mm -hmm. that used to be just niche lenses that are like f point nine fives and point eight fives and shit. And like I shoot daily with a, like a four D or five D Mark Four. Yeah. With the eighty five one two. It's a good lens. Yeah, but fuck the like the I hate the focus on that lens so oh, much. Oh no, it like, it jumps. It, it's, it's like it's like the worst focusing lens they make. But like, it's it's so it's so hard to nail it sometimes. Yeah, like, and I, even like the fifty one too. Which I want to see how it, like uh, that's why I'm interested in like the new Canon mirrorless because like with like that's what I love about shooting mirrorless over DSLR. Mm -hmm. Well, I shoot both, you know. Yeah. But I like shooting mirrorless because of fucking focus peaking. Like, yeah. When you look and like. Boom, that eyeball just lights up. The pixels are lit. You can just, yeah, it's like, it's, it's like, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like, uh, like since I switched from like, uh, film, like switching from film to digital, like that jump was switching from DSLR to mirrorless. It's like the same jump for me because I was like, oh shit, like you don't have to dial in the film speed. Oh shit, you don't have to wait for the film to come back. Like, you have to wait for all the chemical shit. Yeah. And, like, now it's, like, jumping from DSLR to Mirrorless. It's like, oh, shit. Does, I can, like, see the change in white balance as I'm changing it. Mm -hmm. I can see, like, the exposure comp as I'm changing the settings. And, like, it, it's so weird because, like, I go from shooting, like, my Fujis for, like, for personal stuff and video stuff. And then I shoot the 5D4 for, like, commercial stuff. Mm -hmm. 
And like I go look through like the optical viewfinder, and like sometimes I'm just like I'm like yeah, it's gonna be sick. Got all my do- settings done. And like it looks like shit. I'm like fuck. God. Yeah. And like sometimes I'm just like I don't. I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. You ever pick up your camera? Like some days and years, like what the fuck am I doing? Like, I I have times where, where I, you're so familiar with it that it becomes. It's like to me, it's like when I sit there. I just think about one word and I think about how it sounds and then mm-hmm. think about how it's spelt. But I just keep thinking <laughs> about the same word over and over again. Like that's how I get with photography sometimes. Like, yeah. just, like, it gets so weird. I know I, I get know. that way. I sometimes leave the I've I've left the lens cap on a couple of times and I'm like I'll start dialing something and go, Oh shit, why why is it dark? <laughs> just and I was like, Oh, the lens cap okay. And then there's times I will like disable um uh, disable flash or something to use the assist beam or something. It's and always then, it's always like the dumbest thing that you never do and then oh, you yeah. actually do it once and then it's like it's like why is this not know, firing? And it's like, like I've ruined a whole You gotta go back I've and ruined it's like a whole oh, shoot. <laughs> I, uh, oh. I there's I remember I was doing a, a what shoot. What was your biggest crash and burn? Ooh boy. Um <laughs> yeah where do, uh, how much time do we have? No, oh. I was kidding. Um I, I was doing a, a promo shoot for a musician friend of mine, very good musician friend and um he says to me, he's like, yeah, you know, you know, I can't wait to, uh, you know, I can't wait to see the raw files, you know, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I was like, something in me was just like, hmm. I looked down at my camera and it said, <laughs> we'd already been like an hour into the shoot. And yeah. I was like, oh, and it was like, I, I looked down and it said JPEG. And I was like. It was like JPEG small too or some shit. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And like that, that scene where like Michael Scott's just like, Ugh. yeah. Um. Like your body language is already saying everything that you're trying to like hold in. Yeah, like, I'm, like, I'm just like I, it's, I'm I'm in my mind going, okay, okay, no, it's 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 fine. We can make, we can make it work, and I switch to it. Um, but you know, I, I've had instances where like you know flashes will you know go down in the field. Um, yeah. Batteries are. Uh, you, uh, batteries are like this maybe somebody put a hex on me some kind of voodoo or some some witchcraft or <laughs> like you swear they're all full like the night yeah, before everything yeah. is charged i oh. or you just you know i don't know i just I'm, then there's times that i've i've uh, i've done a whole hour long on location shoot at like a park with like two people helping me light yeah and um i didn't have a memory card the whole time and I had the second person helping me was filming. So it was all on oh. tape. It's hilarious. <laughs> this is just you like faking it. It's like, great, great. Yeah, and then yeah, exactly. Inside you're just like secretly dying. Like, oh and my like, God. And I'm just like, oh, man. I knew the camera was acting different. Like, mm. <laughs> like, so like, what do you like? Do you just get like get home and then realize just like, oh, oh shit. Yeah, it was, it was, if I felt like, I felt so bad because like the girl, we, we were out there for an hour and then like, I realized the last spot. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so we, I run to the car, grab my car, and we do the whole shoot again in like five minutes in all the spots. Nice. Yeah, we only got like one photo per spot. But, you uh, you, well, and you know, sometimes you just have to kind of casually say like, oh, you know, hey, you know what? Um, oh, it was embarrassing. I couldn't think of anything. I was like, no. look, uh, <laughs> like, dude, I'm the worst on the spot. Like, Did you even uh, look her in the eye or are you just kind of looking away like, oh. No, I, th- I think I'm fairly good at like just straight up saying i fuck up like okay because like i'm so used to it i'm so used to being the one that fucks up things so i'm just like <laughs> yeah i fucked up <laughs> like it was me like yeah. i don't know like i i can't it's hard for me to like not like even when i i don't fuck up mm-hmm. i try to 
take the blame for something. Oh yeah, well, it's I think just like my weird personality trait. There's a a sense of um, accountability. I think that is it's missing. I think, and, and when I, you, it's a it's a weird warped sense of me to have control. Yeah, like a sense of a, a feeling of control. It's like, look, if I fuck up everything, then everything's my fault. Therefore, I have ownership of the situation. Yeah, is that I, weird? Well, and it's weird because when you actually admit to that, yeah, people are like, oh. Like, oh, well, you know, hey, that's okay. Like, you know, they might be a little, you know, pissed, but yeah, they're well, going to be yeah. like, it's understandable. Yeah. Versus like, you know, it's like trying to point the blame on something else yeah, or someone I'm, else. Which... I've been just trying to like get better at like just brutal, honest communication. And Ooh. like, it's, it's, it's rough. It's hard. It's like, it, it pushes is. a lot of people away. Well, and you know, I, I think kind of with that too, that. I mean, you know, there there has to be some kind of, uh, um, I, there has to be some kind of like truth bombs and, 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 yeah. and bloodness that you have to, I mean, you know, honestly, like you know, there's podcasts that I've listened to where it's like, you know, there's a one by uh, Rob Bell called the, the Robcast. And he says, yeah. he goes, when, if something's uh, reached a season or it, it just doesn't kind of satisfy you anymore, you just like, just be honest about it. Like just... Just say it, you know, because yeah. I, I think a lot of us don't want to say something because it's going to hurt someone's feelings or... I think a lot of us mentally hoard. Oh, yeah. Guilty. Guilty. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like I don't physically hoard. Maybe I do. I'm looking around. I'm like, no, it's, I do. it's clean. But, uh, like, mentally, I feel like I, I hoard a lot. I, like, I, I love hanging on. But, like, to me, that's a gift and a curse because, like, I have the most stupid memory. Like, I can remember the dumbest things, like, details about things that don't matter at all. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, I'm always overanalyzing and, like... Oh, same. But I think that's why I love photos so much. Like, at the end of the day, I love photos because it's, like, all right, I can fucking have a break. I can take a photo of this scene and I can just look at it and, like, try to decide. Like, for me, like, I start with landscape. And, yeah. like, I, I like it because, like... it. Gives me a chance to go somewhere, take a picture of like a scene, and then just like revisit it whenever. And like it's yeah. it's kind of weird because like people starting to get to know me for shooting like uh, portraits and studio stuff. Yeah. But like I fucking hate. <laughs> I, mean, I would say I fucking hate it, but like compared to like I'd rather just take my camera and go walk around, do street or landscape. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's what makes me so happy. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, dude. Fucking studio portrait that pays the bills. Like you know, like it's like for me. Like I figure out like okay, this is what pays the bills, and then when like I realize that like I'm just like pent up or like bottled up way too many things mm -hmm. or like have been um, just like mentally hoarding. Yeah. Like the release for me is to go shoot street or go shoot landscape. Yeah. And like, yeah, dude. Like that's why winter always kills me. <sighs> yeah. It I... kills me because like I like I. Like living downtown, like the best part about that is like my, like I'm if I was like a, a crackhead, uh, it'd be equivalent to be like living like in a crack field. I don't know, it's crack grown, but anyways, it's basically like you know, like being downtown. Like if I ever need like uh, a breath, if I ever need to get present, if I ever need to like uh, kind of just like a re a soft reset for the day mm -hmm. or reboot. Yeah. I just walk around downtown a little bit, man. Yeah. Take some pictures of alleys and like garbage and shit and like And and crack if you find some. Yeah. <laughs> and crack. <laughs> well, it's it's very synonymous with what you're you're talking about is the whole um 
it's a it's something of the eighty twenty rule, which is eighty percent of of what you shoot. Uh, this is what my uh, really good friend uh, uh, told me years ago. She said eighty uh, percent of what you shoot uh, is your your bread and butter. Um, so I mean, you know, if you do a lot of corporate, you do a lot of studio, um, then that pays the bills, which gives you the freedom to do twenty percent of of creativity. So if you you know, want to do, you want to go travel, you want to go to New York or something, or you want to, um, you know, take the time. If you've, if you've gotten all your uh, mandatory stuff done, then it gives you the chance to, you know, go walk outside. Um, and do, do, you, uh, do you like to blur that line sometimes? Because, like, I know a lot of photographers uh, who, like, to for the opportunity to travel for work, they'll just, like... Uh, They'll treat it as a vacation, and mm -hmm. then that way they justify like not getting like their normal rate for it. Like, how do you feel about that? What's your opinion on that? Because uh, like, because like for me, like if you would ask me a couple years ago, I'd been like, yeah, I I easily discount travel for mm -hmm. you know because you get a travel experience and shit. But like yeah. now that I'm like thirty, I'm like. Fuck that! I want to be home. <laughs> like, like I gotta work, and then I gotta be there. Like after the thing and be alone in a hotel room <laughs> like yeah. you know what i mean like but yeah no um so yeah do you ever like are you one of those photographers who's like cause i might be the only weird one because like every other photographer i know is like yeah whenever i get a gig that's traveling i make it a, a holiday mm -hmm. type thing um well so the the most important thing is that um if you have the the goal in mind to travel that's cool um, for me, I, you know, being entirely, uh, decentralized and, and based out of South Dakota, um, I told myself like, you know, if I, if I get one, uh, travel gig, if I go somewhere, you know, if it's even outside of Sioux Falls, that's cool. If I been able to travel to, uh, one state, then in my mind, that means that I, I've, I've, you know, I've accomplished that. Yeah. Um, so last year I went to about seven different States, uh, four weddings, which is cool. Um, yeah. but you know, there's, there's this, this stigma and I, a lot of people don't want to talk about this. Um, so, you know, this is a truth bomb. You should have like a, a sound effect where you're like, yeah. <laughs> um, so I need a soundboard. You're right. You do. And then like we have, we should have like a live audience, like, <laughs> like, you know, like a, like a bad, like bang, big yeah. bang theory, like laugh yes. track, you know, just like. Awkwardly placed. There's only two of them. <laughs> two buttons. Yeah. Oh, like uh, like between two friends of Zach Elfinak. Yeah. Anyway, um, so here's the thing. So um, if if travel is what you want to do, that's cool. Um, for, for the longest time, when you would go on Instagram, you know, and I'm I'm guilty of of doing this. Everybody was was trying to mimic each other's work. Um, trying to mimic, um, you know, uh, you know, they, they, they're all trying to appeal to this same client that says, you know, Hey, we're going to get married in, in, in Joshua tree or, uh, the desert or the salt beds or something. So everyone is, uh, shooting like that using the hashtags to, um, attract people like that saying, you know, well, I'm, I'm based in South Dakota, but I'm also in Minnesota. I'm also a uh, North Dakota, also Colorado, Montana, Wyoming, Nebraska photographers. So you have this, this wide, uh, 
uh, wide appeal with travel. And so basically you're saying, is it hiring me even though there are probably some very uh, talented individuals in your own state, um, but because I'm willing to do it for next to nothing, uh, you know, that I will come there because I want the experience and I want the, uh, the portfolio so I can build that so I can appeal to others. Um, and I think for the longest time, a lot of us, even, you know, guilty as charged, were trying to just say, you know, oh, I, I you know, I think the aspect of traveling is amazing. And it yeah. is to a degree. Um, there's so much that goes into travel that when you do uh, go to like, you know, say like the coast or something, I did a, a wedding on California, uh, you know, last year. And then I went to Arizona last year as well, too. Um, you get a couple of days to yourself where you get to decompress, um, scout around, um, kind of get familiarized with, you know, just the difference in, in, in states. Um, but also the same thing too, what, what you don't see is, you know, uh, you know, like my flight coming back from Arizona was delayed multiple times. Uh, there was a mechanic, small, small mechanical issues. So probably about six hours later, I finally flew back, you know, and then there's also things like, you know, like, you know, flying at LA, there wasn't anybody behind the baggage counter <laughs> for like 30, 40 minutes inside LAX, which yeah. is probably the norm. Um, won't mention that. I realize like traveling like progressively somehow is the only industry that's gotten shittier. Oh yeah. Like as it's like like as I've grown up, like man, shit is so bad. Like every like the last like probably like, three, four times I've traveled, like things are always just late. Mm -hmm. Like there's always like errors. It's always like a shit show. Like if anyone like I actively avoid O'Hare. I actively avoid O'Hare Airport because it's never, ever been on time. La oh, like, no. When I went to Vietnam last time, my flight was delayed three days. I had to stay in, like, the hood in Chicago oh, shit. for three days. Like, this is how ghetto that shit was. We got to the room and, like, all the rooms were, uh, it was like a strip motel. So it's like all the rooms open up to, like, the street, right? Yeah. Dude. Gets a search room, like, all right, here's your key. Opens the door, he's like, I'll turn the AC on. He flips the switch on. The fucking AC in the top corner just starts sparking and smoking. Oh, boy. And <laughs> I was like, fuck. We were there for three days. Yeah. It was, yeah, dude, I hate. And they gave us like $80 in food vouchers for our inconvenience. That's not bad. <laughs> dude, what else? In the hood for three days? Like, all we did was watch Storage Wars. Like, I, I, <laughs> I watched so much Storage Wars, dude. Oh, man. Well, so, and then with that, too, um, yeah, O'Hare is cool. Um, I guess, you know, like, I've, I've sat there for three hours with, God. you know, back and forth. They're so slow. Um, but, you know, there, there are things like flight delays, um, you know, baggage things, too. Um, also, just kind of even the... The duration of it as well too um you know there's and there's things also with travel photography people don't talk about with which is you know uh renting cars staying in hotels um you know different traffic laws yeah, things like I'm, that i might be like a, a very like weird person but like whenever i travel mm -hmm. i get like really weirdly emotional i like, do too like, i'm all over the place yeah. like like in the hotel room i'm really emotional i'm 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 I like it always hits me when I'm in a hotel room when like I'm traveling and I'm just like I don't feel I don't know I th I think it's because like 
uh i have such a sense of like security and like what i call my home yeah you know what i mean of so course. it's like whenever i travel i get the weirdest hotel anxiety and like it's it's hard to explain but like the nicer the hotel is the, the weirder I feel. the more anxiety you get. yeah i don't know so it's, like this one in chicago where you did you know were you that was like a different like no that anxiety was fear. that was straight oh, okay, like okay. fear of death <laughs> gunshots and Ooh, shit. Yeah. okay wow i think that i think they'd be called no, back, I th- I background think noise because I, I like a happy happy uh middle class medium <laughs> up for quality of super standard. eight or something your you know, holiday in yeah you know yeah. If there's a continental breakfast that's like half disappointing, that's where I'm comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what I mean, and uh, yeah, I've I've stayed in some I've stayed in some hotels that um, you know they they had good ratings, um, and then you have you know either you know uh, noisy neighbors or um, things like that, and I there's just a lot with the whole travel aspect that all you see on social media is the finalized yeah. image, and you think to yourself, yeah. oh my god. Travel photography looks amazing. It's looks like looks luxurious. Five hundredth of a second, and it's of like billions of seconds. Yeah, and a majority of those billions of seconds while traveling kind of sucks ass. Well, you don't, you don't, you don't hear about that. Yeah, there's, no. there's this this whole facade that travel photography is just simple. It's like, oh my god, I get to get to travel to this place, and I get to take photos, and then I get to come back and put on Instagram and show everybody that well, I traveled. Here's what people don't realize: it's like take any other profession. Mm-hmm. Like a plumber, a doctor, yeah, and then add travel to it. That shit isn't more glamorous. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm a travel doctor. I have to fly eight hours, tr- and, like sit in the airport for three hours. I get there, I'm expected to do surgery, and then I fly out early the next morning. Yeah, and then I have to do more surgery when I get back. It's like when you think about it, like, because like a lot of uh, a lot of times when I've traveled for shit, mm-hmm. I'm just there to work. You know, it's just work. Yeah, because like. Like, I get the anxiety from being away from home. So, like, I try to be away from home as little as possible. Mm-hmm. And it's probably my fault. I don't book the decompressing days and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, I'm, like, in and I'm, like, ah, 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 ah. Then it's out. And then it's just, like, ah. Uh, I don't know. I just, uh, yeah, no. It's. it's we, you, you definitely need those yeah, uh, like those rest days, though, too. Yeah. Um, that's my biggest thing. I'm so bad at resting. The thing, too, with, I mean, you could have uh, some additional days for, for, touristy things um like the first couple days that you fly in you know you can go oh cool i'm gonna go to this place like go to in and out burger you're gonna go to the the beach or something or gonna go check out like the mountains or something and that's cool and then usually after you're done shooting you know say you have like a like a wedding or something you know the weddings are generally pretty like nice you know it's it's a really cool time and because lyft and uber are so much more common you're gonna like go out and like you know uh party with a couple or something and then the next day i think it's just like the like you know it could be the changes in the air to the uh um atmosphere and you're just like oh my god i am exhausted i don't want to do anything and so it kind of cuts in to uh uh to the whole like sightseeing thing because you can try to i mean i've crammed stuff in like yeah like left and right so now, now that you're you're seasoned you know like all right i know i can't do all the sightseeing shit because yeah. i'll be exhausted tomorrow yeah. well I, you know i kind of make it a goal like okay today i'm gonna do this and you know maybe yeah. before i fly i'll do this um but like i was saying too there's just this this thing that i it, it i think it's gotten better now but for a long time everybody was just you know wanting to 
book that gig to go yeah. fly somewhere just to say, oh, you know, I've I have traveled. Um, and I there there are, I think two I mean I'm still in that I'm still in that part of like my journey where it's like yeah if someone's like you want to go somewhere and if it's somewhere like on my list yeah fuck yeah i want to go of course. <laughs> you know, like, hey sam you want to go shoot like turtles dying in japan yeah i don't give a shit what's dying <laughs> let's go like, i you know it's funny i had a i had uh it was like super last minute um last year i had a uh uh somebody asked me to come to germany Oh yeah, for a wedding. That and sounds great. I, but it was like initially they were talking uh, uh, 2019, and okay. so they're like, "Hey, we got to move it up to 2018," and it was like the beginning, like peak of like wedding season. Yeah. Um, so I, I had about uh, six ish weddings in June, and it would have been like the last week, and so I was like, "Okay, proactively, I I don't want to um, exhaust myself because yeah. I'm going into this." And I was well, like, international travel is a whole nother well, beast. They were like, they were very accommodating. Like, we know yeah. we'll pay for the entire thing. And I was like, that's nice. Um, but the thing too is that I don't want to just fly out and then and then fly back because yeah. I want to. If I'm going to be there, I want to go to the UK. I want to go to Dublin. Um, you know, and I'm just thinking, I just want to fly back. And I was like trying to think, like, you know, okay, what if you know something happens to my equipment or. Um, if there is delays, like, do I have that kind of, or what about jet lag too? You know, which, uh, there are a lot of variables and I was like, you know, I was, I asked like some people and they're like, Oh man, do it. You should do it. And I'm like, well, these are my concerns. And everyone kind of said, well, I'll just, you know, fuck it, do it. And I was just like, well, you know, um, I don't know. Like I, you know, if it, it presented itself again, yes. Um, but I, I, I said, you know, I, I have to decline, uh, this time yeah. just because, that's that's very considerate of you. That was probably a pretty hard no, like hard to say no to. It was because I I, you know I mean that's it was based on a consideration or a uh, a referral from someone and just said hey we want you to come do this and I was like that's cool but I said you know what hey you know there there are I think other times that uh, that will arise opportunities will uh, are abundant too you know so just because you don't do one thing doesn't mean that it's not going to be there. So it just always inspires you to kind of think just work a little harder though. So, but no, um, yeah, it's, it's, that's a whole, whole different, um, a whole different thing with the travel aspect. And I, I like it, but you know, I mean, for me, all this is, and I've told this to a friend of mine, I said, I, I just, I can cross it off the list now. Yeah. (laughs) Do I, do I want to be doing do I want to be traveling every single year? I, I mean, if if they ask really nicely and they're like, "Hey, you know, we we love your stuff. Like, can you come to this state and do that?" I'm like, certainly. But in, I'm going to be more content in in creating an identity and and in a, a um uh, a brand. And you know, I mean, if I get to do some stuff left and right, that's cool. But like, yeah. you know, I'm not. I you know, it's like like I said, just crossing it off a list and saying, I've done that. Okay. What now? What's the next thing? Yeah. You know, there's, there's things that, you know, like the travel aspect, um, if you get like features as well too, um, that's cool. But I mean, that's just, that's, you know, there's this, I don't know. It's just like, it's cool to get, you know, national recognition sometimes or features like on Instagram. That's cool and all, but that doesn't really, that doesn't really mean shit. Honestly, yeah. it's just like, you know, someone notices something like, OK, that's cool. But yeah, I, I feel so like I feel so strange because like um, 
like, you know, because like now all I do is just straight up like product photography. Like eighty yeah. percent of what I do is product photography for the boutique, and then um, it's weird because like, uh, I don't know. I feel like the more I'm doing product photography, and the more that like it's just like my day job, mm-hmm. and it's more like that i'm i'm starting to like i feel like every photographer that like i've talked to like my mentors and stuff they they go through this phase too where it's like i'm so uninspired lately yeah i'm just so like there's nothing inside of me that makes me want to go make art Mm -hmm. and like i feel like i'm like is it's like that meme, like that anime meme where the guy opens his wallet and something flies out. Yeah. And it's like me and I open my wallet and, is this... my, and like create like all my creativity is flying out. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going, is this happiness? <laughs> like, you know, like the more happy I am, the less creative I feel. It's so weird. Yeah. I mean, it's... I think everybody goes through that, that phase. Um, I actually have not posted on Instagram within. Dude, I'm so terrible Let's see. now. I, the last time I even posted. I and, used to be a daily poster. Well, yeah. I mean, and I noticed like when I, when I pick up stuff, I tend to, you know, get a pretty good return. Um, last time I posted was February 17th. I just haven't felt compelled. And yeah. I even I kind of went back and thought like, okay, like, what's my real goal here? Like, why am I, why am I doing this? Like, you Getting know. so deep. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's like, it's yeah. like, cue the, cue the dramatic music, yeah. and, you know, um, I was like, you know, what's the, what's the appeal of doing this? Is it just, you know, and I, I thought to myself, well, I'm just, you know, taking a small, just little break and kind of reevaluating because like, there's a, a photographer who I, I follow, uh, shout out to Rodney Brown out of California, originally from Winston-Salem, really cool dude, great, great photographer, love his tones. Um, he just has like this really cool way of like being real and authentic that he's like, you know, what have you. And, um, I kind of like thought of my, I've kind of gone back and thought, well, you know, I want to change things up. I want to post things because I like them versus, you know, trying to, I think, do it for any other obvious reasons yeah, or win yeah. of, you know, win someone's attention or like, you know, what have you. And I think like there does come a time where that whole, um, you know, golden appeal, it does wear off. Um, but it, it's nice to have just like a little, um, season where you can kind of just not really dedicate any, uh, uh, mind space to that. And then, kind of, you know, find, gradually just kind of come back into it, you know, versus like, if you're just trying to just do it day in and day out, I mean, yeah, it's tiring work. Uh, I think that, you know, like there are, there is a, a certain hustle that I think comes with that too. It's like, if you have a goal in mind, if your goal is to, uh, you know, travel, book, say, you know, a, a minimum amount of weddings, um, or to, to get a job somewhere, um, then yeah, by all means, make that your, uh, your goal, make that your drive, like have that, that, that hunger, you know, to do that. Um, and then, you know, through consistent hard work, uh, anything is possible, but then it, it, you know, if you, you feel like it's, it's, uh, dipping into your, your personal life, uh, you're starting to feel stressed. I, I've, I've felt stressed a few times, which, 
I just a few. I yeah, actually, I'm, I'm very laid back. Um, I try not to worry about a whole lot of stuff. Uh, I try to get better at controlling things that are yeah. not within my control. Dude, I'm I'm like I I have the facade of being relaxed, and like most people are like, yeah, Sam's so chill, so relaxed. I guess I'm like the most stressed out person. Really? Yeah, like I have like high blood pressure. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I have diabetes. Like I'm super stressed and um, like yeah, no, I'm so like if you if you got the secrets to to dealing with stress, man, let me know. I've, I've tried everything. I tried floating. I, the next thing I'm gonna try is yoga. Yeah, I'm gonna try yoga. Um, so I mean, I I, I take a lot of uh, comfort in going to the gym. Um, there's something with, uh, um, dude, I, this rowing machine. Yeah, I see that. I got it. I finally got enough discipline where I it got routine and I started enjoying it. Yeah. And then I had my eye injury and then that surgery, I couldn't work out for almost two months. Mm -hmm. And then I was just starting to pick it back up and then I had to get surgery on this eye. Yeah. And now I feel like it's going to be even harder to get back in a routine once I'm healed. Like, if, fuck. Like, it, like the first time in 28, 29 years, I finally got like working out to be something that yeah. I looked forward to. And it, all it takes is go like two eye surgeries. And it's like, fine. Well, I mean, any kind of setback too. Like, um, like, I mean, a couple of days ago, I was trying to kick some, I had moved my vehicle at my uh, apartment complex and um, I had some snow that was on the uh uh, underside of like the oh. driver's side or passenger side tire, like, you know, like that brick. That's yeah. yeah. And I, I just like was just kicking it a few times and I didn't, I didn't break my toe, but <laughs> I sprained it pretty well. And I was like, okay, like, you know, like, and I, you know, I, some, you know, I wanted to like, you know, I want to go squat. I want to go deadlift, like things that I love to do. Um, so, I mean, there are some setbacks and just, you know, take the time and recuperate and you'll be fine. But like the whole, routine thing is i love i love routine to a degree where it's um you know it's it's just something that becomes a part of you um but then at the same time uh you know finding that release that get rid of stress because the nice thing i love about going to the gym is just really shutting my brain off and and, and, and you, everything outside of that and just you, go you want to know why i'm so stressed why because like uh I I should work out. Yeah. Probably and do other things mm -hmm. that require routine. Yeah. But routine stress me out. So I'm like, fuck. We've come full circle. Oh <laughs> my god. I mean? Like the thing I need to do too is the thing that causes me stress. So wow. I'm just like it's like I, I eat because I'm fat and I'm fat because I eat. No, yeah, you know what I mean? like, that's, that's what it feels like. Like Austin Powers, like, yeah, you know, I'm it was sad, like, yeah. I eat because I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. And I'm yeah. A, I was I'm un, I was I eat because I'm not happy and I'm not happy because, because I eat. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, and nice, you know, if you find some kind of outlet to like even yoga is really well too. Um, I'm going to try it. I just like, um, I definitely got to find like a good YouTube channel or something, dude. I'm, I'm so bad at like, uh, like the real life thing, like in a group thing, I fart a lot. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I was wondering where I'd you're be going like with staring this. Staring way too much because I don't know any of the poses of it. Oh shit! And then people be like, "Who's this autistic guy staring at my asshole?" And you're, and you're the, farting while you're staring yeah, at him. Yeah, he's farting and staring at my ass for the last forty minutes, and I'm sitting here like, 
I don't know where my toe goes in this pose. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Like it just probably wouldn't end well. Um, my friend Chris, he told me it's like fear is the same exact feeling or anxiety or whatever is the same exact feeling as excitement. Mm-hmm. He's like, or false it, evidence appearing real. Yeah. Because the reason why you have fear is because you're actually not living in the now. You're actually worried about what happens, you know, in a couple hours, what happens tomorrow, a week, month, a year. Um, so really the, the, the greatest enemy is really your mind if you allow it to be. Yeah. So like I've, I've been trying to be more like, uh, aware, mm-hmm. like, Every time I'm I'm having kind of like a negative emotion or like uh, something like that, damn, someone's getting shot downtown. <laughs> no, but uh, I try to like literally flip it on its head and uh, comment on the post or like yeah. on the post. So mm-hmm. like, if you see me like like or comment on a post, usually my first reaction is like, "Fuck this," <laughs> you know, like yeah. like I always have like the devil and angel on my shoulders. I feel like, of course, I like, mean we all do. That's a weird trope, but like that's so like that that just speaks to me so much because yeah. like, a I'm psychotic, and b <laughs> I love cartoons, you know. So, yeah, that's an unusual pairing. Yeah, <laughs> unusual pairing, dude. Like, uh, I guess like I, I gotta try this next time. There's fresh papayas, but I guess if you cut up some fresh papayas, squeeze a little bit of lime in there. Something about the lime draws out. Something in the papaya. I love food. Do you like food? I love food. I what? What's the coolest? Like, what is? Let's, let's connect travel and food. Where? What's the best food you've eaten out of town? Uh, okay. So, well, I should say first off that uh, I have this. I'm on this huge kick lately of um, uh, dried mango. <sighs> Sam's Club sells uh, some dried mango. It's incredible but the problem is that it has like way too much like sugar already so much sugar but oh. it's it's addicting though because i it says per seven pieces it's like 27 grams of sugar and i probably eat maybe like three times that i'm just like oh my god this is good i'm like and you get the the whole the wholesale size too. yeah it's like 13 bucks so it's like it's huge it's huge um best place i've eaten oh uh you know i'm simple i don't I don't like fancy stuff, you know, yeah. like it's interesting. You go to weddings and such and it's like, you know, it's like, well, tonight we have a, uh, you know, top sirloin with uh, <laughs> fingerling potatoes and a spring salad, you know, compote. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Whatever that like, is. I don't know what that is. And like, and it's like, you know, and for the kids, there's macaroni and cheese and chicken fingers. I'm like, oh, give me that. And the chef will be fingerling the potatoes. Uh, whatever that means. Give me the mac and cheese and then yeah. the, you you know, the fingers. You ever been <laughs> wow, man, we are we are definitely going off the. Dude, uh, I remember the first time I had fingerling potato. I was like, "What the fuck is a fingerling?" Were you like giggling for like? A, just yeah, like dude, a, I st- I'm still giggling about <laughs> it. <laughs> fingerling, huh? No, it reminds me of this like uh, skit on like a uh, what is it? The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson. He says. Uh, or was he talks to Jeff and he's like he says to Jeff he goes have you ever been uh, have you, oh this letter comes from uh, uh, Sam in uh, in in uh, Dover Michigan have you uh, have you ever bent it over <laughs> have you ever have you bent it over yeah I bent it over a few times did you <laughs> like it yeah I liked it you know <laughs> um, those kind of jokes are so much better with the accent like a like an English accent oh, yeah. or a Scottish accent or he's something. like yeah. what is it he goes have you have you have you have you bent it over before <laughs> yeah <laughs> you haven't oh you should try bend it over it's fantastic you know. <laughs> That's uh, uh, reminds me of a, a YouTube video for like a cider company, uh, Dickens. Dickens. Dickens cider. Like, oh Jesus! Start today with the Dickens cider. Like S- start today with the Dickens cider. <laughs> yes, that was like I don't know. I love sh- shitty puns. Oh, like man. I love it. Like 
that's the thing about Vietnamese culture is that like our only uh, type of comedy or humor is puns. Yeah. And like that's all we do is puns. So like, man, I want <laughs> I've always wanted to open up like a pun based downtown arcade. What would you call it? You can't you can't say that you can open that and not have a. I don't know. Wow. You can't put me on the spot. Oh come on! I, need, I do thought, I even am I do I even really like puns? I know you're questioning everything. I don't know. Jeez. It's one of those moments you're talking about earlier where you were you know getting outside yourself. You're like, probably some I don't know maybe a name like pun intended consequences. That's a very long name. Yeah, for a bar. Yeah, is yeah, that, that just gonna suck? Pun intended just like consequences. One, yeah, like, just one like large. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me uh, of, like, Mitch Hedberg. He's like, you know, he's like, you ever know there's, like, companies that have, like, you know, catchy business phrases, but then they usually, like, we have, like, way too long of, like, you know, numbers. And it's like, you know, give us a call down here, 100. I really enjoy carpeting. And it's like, hang on, man. You know, hang on. <laughs> you know, I, must I dial them all? That's how I feel about URLs. Oh, God. Like, especially for, like, photographers, there's, like, when people add, like, photography to the URL. Yeah. I'm like, that's so many extra letters. If I was someone, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be mad that I had to type that many extra letters. I, yeah, I, I think I considered maybe that at one point. Actually, fun little fact. Before it was called Dan Thorson Photography, I almost considered calling it uh, prospectively incorrect photography. <laughs> A play on politically incorrect. Ah. Yeah. That's yeah. sick. And I thought to myself, like, you know, okay, well... That's kind of cool, I, I guess. And then, uh, uh, I feel like I'm not very PC. I'm I'm trying to be more. I just, I just don't know how. Let's not go there. That's a whole different. <laughs> that's that is a bucket of worms. That yeah, yeah, it is. is it? It, it's a yeah. Let's just leave it at that, shall we? Yeah. It's 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 interesting. See, like I have the weirdest like perspective on social norms because <laughs> like I've been so removed from like what a normal average. Per, like person experiences as like the American experience yeah. I feel like yeah you know so like yeah no it's weird it's hard for me like ever since I started working with Philly Flair mm -hmm. I'm the first guy in the warehouse yeah uh, I'm like the first probably probably Asian <laughs> I'm like taking a step in the dark probably the first Asian person so like dude it's like I'm there and I feel like day 400 they don't know i'm not white yet and i'm just like there's so much uh like self uh censoring i do there mm -hmm. like it's not like i can't be myself i feel like i just close off parts of myself it's weird it's weirdly uh it's weird to think about because like as like a weird introspective person i'm like am i just a fake ass motherfucker you know what i mean or yeah. am i or do i just like being a crowd pleaser, you know, and not being like, uh, like maybe I'm just so Japanese. I don't want to be the nail that sticks up. Uh, know? I don't know. Good question. Sounds like an internal, yeah. internal question. Dude, I've had a lot yourself. of time in this apartment. I've, I've left this apartment one time to go to high V since last week. Really? Last Friday. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of reflection. It's been way too much. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Did you know when that song <laughs> came out? It was like, People played it as a joke. People thought it was a dumb song. Oh, they, the Disturbed cover? No, no, no. The original. The oh. Simon Garfunkel. They thought it was just stupid. Yeah. And I'm like, now it's such an amazing... Like, oh, it's a classic. Now it's a classic, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to be like that, like, 20 years down the road. People are going to be like, baby, baby. 
baby, oh, baby, oh. And like, people were like, yeah, when this song came out, everyone thought it was stupid, thought it was mindless. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, eventually give it 10 more years and, yeah. and Big Pimpin' by Jay-Z will probably... You choose your next words carefully. That's, that's one of my favorite songs. That's a good song. I love a, that song. You know, I mean, it'll probably be it'll probably be considered an oldie in 10 years, that which is song, something it, I can't... That song literally is like... Uh, that's when when I when I when that song came out. That's when I realized I love escapist media because I can't relate to any of that shit. Yeah, but I love it. You know what I mean? Like, are, yeah. you, are you about that big pimpin? Yeah, I'm about big pimpin. I'm yeah. about like spending G's. G's. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't. Oh, scary. What? Yeah, I remember, I remember <laughs> the the edited yeah, version on the radio. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, dude, that's my favorite. Is edited rap songs on the radio or uh, uh, dude, I need to get a copy of Snakes on a Plane. The edited version. Oh, jeez. I heard that's legendary. I've only seen, like, clips where it's like... Oh, it's a good movie. No, well, I've seen the original. Yeah. I need to see the edited one where it's like, I'm sick of these, like, da-da-da snakes on this like, Monday to Friday play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, oh. like monkey flying yeah. snakes these on monkeys, this. Yeah, like, I need to, like, need to, I need to watch that. Cause, oh. like, it's I, a good movie. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Because then I can hang out with my niece and nephew. Cause I'll know how to, instead of calling them motherfuckers, I'll figure out like what else to call them. That's uh, that's that's one thing that I struggle with is when I ha- I have friends who have kids. And yeah. Like they you know they they just either had kids or like you know five years ago they had kids, and so like hanging out with them, it's like um, not trying to swear in front of them. Yeah. And it's like it's like oh hey like you know oh fuck like, oh shit like oh no shit like I didn't mean yeah, to like just, uh, I didn't uh, mean uh, to like say that and and uh, uh yeah, no, that's um, dude. That's how it's like at Philly Flair. Yeah. When I'm there, I'm I always accidentally swear, and then I realize the girls there swear way more than me. So like, <laughs> and, and I think that's the same thing with kids. <laughs> like I remember, like fourth are, grade, I was like fucking dicks, yeah, fucking dicks all the time, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Like I remember, like swearing, like. I remember, like, my sentences were definitely 74% swear words on average back then. Yeah. Like, when my parents were around. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I fucking, fucking grab my fucking bike and fucking flip it or do a fucking wheelie. <laughs> you know, like, that's how sentences used how to are you sound. Not a, how are you not a rapper, though? That's like, you'd have the, you Dude, have the chops. I used to be a rapper. You could just spit that free verse like I'm that. <laughs> you got the, you, you've got the chops. You Thanks, do. Dan. Man, you know, I'm just, I'm, I am, uh. The Sioux Falls Leonardo da Vinci. People have said that about me. I've who who is I no, mean, no, no, who, is, no, <laughs> who specifically? Absolutely, no one. line them up. My mom, no, your mom. Okay. No, my mom thinks I'm the worst. She does. She's like never. Like I've always been like, mom. I'm an artist. I've always been like that. Yeah. Like, since a kid, like I started out uh, making beats in high school. Mm-hmm. And then I was in a rap group in college. What was the name of the rap group? James Smith. We took the f- most common first name in America. And that's most, so that's so white. Oh my god! Co- <laughs> the most common first name and added it to the most common James last Smith. name. James Smith. It was, it was me, a Filipino dude, and uh, our black friend from Chicago. None of us looked like James Smith. That yeah. was the, it was that was the funny. I love that, that though. Funny part. Yeah. At least it wasn't like John Doe or something. Oh, or, it was almost John Smith. We were John, trying to do oh, like Pocahontas. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think that's why because we didn't want to be like you don't want to get like signed with trademarks by Disney. It's yeah, like, dude, then we're <laughs> fucked. Like just like can't even play anything on YouTube. Yeah, like it's struck automatically. Like, no, but then like I went into uh, you know photography. My mom didn't support me. Like 
my mom was like, first time was this year when I was like, yeah, I started working for a woman's boutique. Yeah. And she's like, finally, you finally doing something for yourself. I'm like, mom, I, I do stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, Just I think I don't get a lot of likes. doesn't mean I'm not <laughs> cool, mom. That, you know what I mean? Like, that's one thing that I think I struggle with is, uh, uh, social media adoration. I mean, I think anybody thinks that, you know, you have to ask yourself, um, you know, if I had, you know, 5,000, 10,000, 50,000 followers, does, does that make my life any, any simpler? Do, do my, does that pay the bills? Does that make me more confident? Does that make me want to work harder or am Dude, I just doing I, it for I the... I sabotage myself all the time. I'm you know, constantly deleting my socials and like getting my followers back down to zero, like all the time. Yeah. Like, I mean... I'm always, like, I believe in, like, the burn, <laughs> like, like, burning it all down and then letting it grow again. Yeah. Because, like. That's uh, perfectly normal. Yeah. No, I, I try and I never try to pay attention to, like, the statistics. Otherwise, I go crazy. Because, like, for me, it's, like, if I post something, I got to walk away from that shit. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's why I've been posting a lot less lately. Because I'm just, like, A, like. I just don't have the creative energy to mm -hmm. make stuff lately. Yeah. And B, like, I'm having a lot less, like, stress. Not, like, staying on top of everything. Like, I used to try to stay on top of everything. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, this this time, like, last year, I was just like, I, I don't know. It was, like, honestly, I think it was because it was ruining my relationship with Nicole. And, um... There's just so many times when I was just, I, like, I realized, like, besides photography, my biggest uh, hobby was social uh, media. Yeah. And I was like, that's terrible. Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to just, like, which sucks now because now it's YouTube. So, like. <laughs> One platform is the yeah, other. Yeah, so I was like, fuck. Uh, it's like, you could try to, like, I don't know. I love cold brew coffee. So much, dude. Let me tell you. Uh, let me tell you a story about cold brew coffee. Uh, when Black Sheep was still, rest oh, yeah. in peace, Black Sheep. I remember Black Sheep. They had I really good coffee. I loved them. Yeah, the cold brew was so strong, though, bro. Like, um, did you get the twenty ounce? Yeah, always. Yeah. The, well, the first time I had it, I had this. I was I just graduated college. Yeah. And I had this this interview, right? <laughs> and. You know it's a sketchy interview when someone calls you and like, yeah, we're a recruiter for a company. We won't let you know until you get here. And then once you get here, it's like a management and training position. I'm like, yeah. As a college, like freshly college graduate, I was like, oh man, I got a job offer. It's gonna be a management position. I get there, like I drink this cold brew right before that. I get there, and I literally are you just like tweaking out yeah they probably thought i was a meth head dude i was sitting here like yeah i was just like talking way too much and they gave me the job and then i accepted it and then when i came down i realized i didn't want the job <laughs> they, were, they were gonna pay me 275 an hour to sell direct tv at sam's club oh like 2.75 not 275 dollars not at all no, i was yeah, like wait wait what's wrong with that you're like wait sir, you turn out 275 dollars no 275 dollars two dollars and 75 cents because it's commission based yeah you know which is like if you think about it my whole uh my whole freelance career as cham like over the years if you took if you take in the time that i've put in and the and the rate of pay and did the math it's probably about two dollars and seventy five 
cents. See, bro. Broke even. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like, I probably made about as much money as if I would have been selling direct TV this whole time. Being a photographer. Are, are you going to sell me direct TV now too? Or is what's... Uh... <laughs> All right. So let me tell you. Okay. So look, I know streaming is a big thing, but yes. sports. Sports. You got to love sports. Come on. You look like a sports guy. I can tell from those tattoos. <laughs> Watching some rugby. You know, you can't stream rugby. Direct TV international sports package. I got you, baby. All 56 rugby games every weekend. How much? Picture in picture. <laughs> Look, sign up today. I'll get you this family pack of Smuckers Uncrustables. Oh, wow. Free. Okay. I even got a pack thawed out so you can't eat one in the car. <laughs> Jesus. Here, come to my little kiosk. <laughs> That's what they wanted me to do, dude. Yeah. Like, that was it. Like, Well, it's funny because you, men- you mentioned the whole streaming thing. So um, here, uh, a couple days ago, I was at Best Buy. And um, I worked back at Best Buy in 2002 to 2003. So part of the things we were just, you know, I worked in yeah, for that discount. It wasn't, it wasn't that as great as everybody talks about. Um, uh, but one of the things is that they had this thing that they were telling us to pass out and it was this little red, looked like a little red ticket. And the tagline was, Hey, do you want to watch uh, TV and movies for $5? This is back in 20, or excuse me, 2002, 2003. And people were like, mm, no, I'm good. That was the initial price of what Netflix started out as was $5. And people said no to that. Dude, I remember when, um, I remember when they first introduced the Instant Queue. Yeah. Like when it was transitioning from straight mailing discs. Yeah. That's so crazy to think oh, about God, in no. itself. I like, didn't even think about that, you know. And mailing discs. I, yeah. for, I forgot that they did that. Yeah. No, but like I remember when the, the Instant Q first hit, I was like, I was a freshman in college. Yeah. So many shit movies. And I was like, this is never going to take off. No one <laughs> is ever going to do Like who wants to log on to their browser to watch movies? Yeah. I th- and then fucking apps came. Man, apps changed everything. Oh, dude. It's I just love the concept of the word apps because I, I got so mad when apps became like when Apple started using the term apps. Yeah. Cause I'm I'm like hardcore geek. I'm like it's not an app, it's a program or application. Application. Yeah. But I'm like, it makes so much fucking sense to shorten it to app because it's usually it's smaller scale versions of bigger applications. Mm-hmm. It's lighter, it's faster. Basically, an application abbreviated. You gotta, like, you gotta say like the the, the application. Yeah. Like, what we did is we went back and we changed the way that we did Apple, <laughs> you know, application to apps. This changes everything. <laughs> right. Yes. So. Dude, I like. Sometimes I wonder, like, uh, I just, you know, people are like, what would you do if you could like have a glimpse in the future, or time travel. I just want to. I just want to travel like fifty years to see what kind of bullshit Apple's selling to us by then. And like, <laughs> and like every, that, that's like socially acceptable and like norm. Yeah. Like it just blows my mind. I mean, it doesn't blow my mind, but like, I don't know. I feel like Apple is such a polarizing brand, um, and like even within like my friend circle, it's so polarizing because like, uh, I've heard people say like. How can you be a creative and not use Apple products? Mm-hmm. Like people say that to me all the time. Yeah, I mean, I've I've used Windows. Um, I was a Windows guy. I have nothing against Windows, 
Um, I use an uh, iMac right now just because... That, I got that new uh, MacBook Pro with the touch bar. Yeah. Do you At like first it? I thought the touch bar was going to be dumb. Yeah. And then when I was like, oh my God, I could change my value. <laughs> I was like, oh, like, <laughs> like, it's so gimmicky. Is it so worth Yeah. And the- like, that's, the th- that's what I mean. It's like... Apple can just introduce like, all right, here's uh, here's this thing, uh, it's made out of trees, and you're gonna stick it in your butt after you poop, <laughs> and it's, it's and it's conical, it's like toilet paper, but it's a cone, it's a poop cone, and I'd be like, that's so dumb, and then I'd try and I'm like, this is the most innovative thing ever, you know what I mean? Like, the touch bar, they're like, is it innovation or is it market at this time at this point? Like that that's what makes me like people think I hate Apple. I don't hate Apple. Mm-hmm. I'm just like I'm I'm just so impressed by how good their marketing is. Like to well, me, that is the most impressive thing about Apple. The nice thing is um like they're killers at marketing. They're the packaging too. When I bought my iMac, oh. the packaging and even when you buy like an iPhone or something, the packaging is just it's nice because like compared to a lot like a Logitech anything. Yeah, I mean like you're fucking wrapped in bubble wrap plastic splitters. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, Apple has just this this way of uh, they cater to a certain aesthetic. Um, a certain crowd that just wants simplicity, but also a certain cleanliness. And when I when I bought my iMac, the packaging was was awesome. I was like, damn, you know, it's kind of like a nice little added bonus when it comes to, you know, putting down that kind of money for a product. Um, what I like though, too, is they have this, and here's the, 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 the catch like with all this is that when they hold their annual event, um, every year, they, they, this is, it's a good business tactic. I like it. It's gotten lazier since, and you know, Steve's, uh, passing, but, um, for the first couple of years, they didn't tell anybody what they were working on. Um, and when it came to the big reveal, they were like, you know. Yeah, there's like a lot of leaks. Well, you, you know, over the over the years, you know, they, they had leaks. But for the longest time, they, they saved this. And they said, you know, we, we introduced the, the, uh, the iPod, the iPhone. Um, and what's cool about it is that it actually inspires people to go out there. I mean, there was... You know, iPhone killers for years, BlackBerry, Android. Um, it creates a market where um, a lot of people um, become really inspired. You know, so I mean, it, it's a nice little kind of uh, uh, back and forth, if you want to call it that. It, it yeah. you know, and I feel like there's like that's very like relative in the, the creative I think field. I, f- I feel like um, as like someone who grew up like poor. Oh, like, same. Like dirt poor. I'm I I. I I adopted the underdog um, mentality, so yeah. that, I think that's why like I have a natural distrust for Apple is because like they're the big dog, they're the leader, they're the biggest brand, they're the biggest company, like they have the most money, mm-hmm. like so like I'm I'm always like uh, I probably read too much like dystopian things. You know, yeah. like it's sort of the dystopian side of me that's like, <laughs> yo, you can't trust anything bigger than the individual. That's deep. You well, know, I mean, like, you know, and, and, and actually Windows was, was huge from 95 to 2000. Yeah, and I don't was, think they're like, like, that's the thing, though. It's like Windows is just like the software. Apple makes the hardware. Yeah. They make everything. Like Microsoft just in the last 10 years got into making like Zunes, uh, lap, like Microsoft rented laptops. Yeah, uh, Surface. Yeah, like 
Apple has started out like as comprehensive, like all around. Mm -hmm. So like, like software, like there's probably more Windows users just because of like that's the ecosystem. But like, as in like pure like profit and like cultural dominance, like no one thinks about like I feel like the typical desktop Windows PC is going to be obsolete very soon. Well, and I, I think um, well, what a lot of people don't know is that actually Steve and uh, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates were heavy competitors, heavy. I but, thought you were going to say secret lovers. I'm like, no, yo, it's but, bombshell. Yeah, no, but they, they were, they still respected one another as well, too. If you watch uh, Jobs with Ashton Kutcher, which is a good film, bad acting, but good, though. <laughs> um, you know, he's got this, he's like, you know, you, you ripped us off, you created a knockoff. Uh, but then, you know, uh, Bill gave Steve a, uh, I forget, you know, maybe $150,000 loan to kind of help bail out Apple. and Yeah, at one time. I, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, you know, Apple's like, okay, well, we'll, we'll run Windows or Microsoft Word or something like that. And it, it kind of goes to show that, you know, even if you, um, you know, competition is, is real. Don't you, yeah. you know? A lot of people shy away from competition because it, you know, they don't want to to uh, alienate. Uh, they just yeah. there's kind of a mentality. It's just easier to go along to get along mentality versus competition. Which if you, you know, if you want something, go get it. That's as simple as that. Um, but you know, it, it basically the the two of them. It's um, it's about um, you know being in competition, but still you know, respecting one another for their innovations. And I, I remember that there are people that I respect as well too, that, you know, do the exact same amount of work that I do. Um, yeah. You know, so it's, um, it's, you know, it's interesting. Um, so let's talk about that. When you were first starting, is there anyone like in the scene here that like was just willing to help you out and be nice? And like, cause like that was, that's the thing I remember about like my first interactions with you. Yeah. It's like every time I'd run into you, you'd always be like, You'd be an open book. You'd oh, be yeah. like willing to teach me like, or like show me how to do like a Bernese or like prisming or like whatever the cool thing you were doing. Yeah. That at was... the moment, like, yo, Sam, check this out. Let me show you how to do this. Or like, you know, like that's what I've always appreciated about you, dude, you. is that like you always, you come off as someone who's like just willing to share and willing to like, uh, just like help other people grow. Yeah. And like, that's super, I think that's super dope. And like, that's like the, um, was there anyone like that for you, you know, like getting into it? Um, nationally, yeah. I mean, I, I, I looked at like, you know, like Sam Hurd, for example, who is, who's crazy talented. I think one of my friends went to one of his workshops or yeah, something. I went to, I went to one of his workshops you too. You did, yeah. Yeah. And, um, in Minneapolis and it was, it was cool cause it was just, it was different, you know? Um, and I, I suppose that I, you know, like I, there's people I follow on Instagram, um, that there was a, a coastal photographer or a Utah photographer named India Earl, who is huge too. She's got a, just a, a really just candid way of making people just, you know, posed. And then I guess kind of where I kind of started going with mine was just, um, I don't know. I just, I wanted to just, there's a, there's a great quote which is uh, what everyone else is doing, do the opposite of that. And I just kind of, you know, I found some uh, materials that uh, changed the way that I was uh, talking 
to couples and clients, you know, and, and before you know it, I mean, you know, it was just, and what, what I would shy away from is like laughter and, you know, cause I was always concerned about making that one really epic image, you know, like the, with the landscape and then the couple in the, in the middle and okay, it looks yeah. tiny or like the masterpiece, the, you know, the masterwork shot. Yeah. You know, and, um, it got to a point where I was like, mm, I mean, you know, it's cool to have that, but I need to, need to find something else and you have to adapt, uh, to, I mean, that's kind of like the trend is, is, um, well, the trend is warm, warm tones. Mm-hmm. That's going to change, I think, in the next couple of, uh, couple of years. I think that'll go back. It'll go to like a more neutral kind of like color representation. Everything is just too warm now. Um, I'm really liking, dark and moody, you know. I'm liking the uh, a really cold black and white lately. Yeah, yeah. That's what I like. That's what I've been. Um, that's what I've been like gravitating towards. What I've visually been enjoying is like a colder black and white. Yeah. So I think that's where I'm gonna take my like how I process is. Uh, I've always been like cold and stuff, but I don't know. I have noticed that everyone in, like in the wedding scene. And I, I pay attention to the local scene more than the national scene, I'd yeah. say. Because, like, I don't know. I like following people that, are like, I can run into yeah. at a coffee shop or something. But, oh, dude, I just saw your post. Or right? another way to buy crack from. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes they're the crack dealer. Hey, you know. And sometimes you know. they're the crack head. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> no, but, uh, no, it's, uh, yeah, I noticed that trend where everyone's doing, like, uh, crushing the blacks and getting the getting the tones real warm on yeah. that warm side almost like sep- sepia sepia tones coming back it feels like yeah that's actually a it's really the, good it's animal. on the borderline of sepia that's and a I, good analogy i like that actually i'm i'm like really more interested in like uh the different like metal processes when like you know like processing on like different type using different types of metals and shit yeah instead to get like a colder feel yeah so yeah no i want to like I don't know. I like there's something inside of me that feels so disconnected from the photography scene around here. And like there's so like and I haven't been feeling creative. And like I feel like maybe I should try to find like a mentorship role. Yeah. Maybe I should try to be a mentor for the first time. Do it. Like you know like cuz like I've had mentors my whole photography like journey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like people that I never thought would like even uh, like um, I don't know like even talk to me have been like the I think I'm just really fortunate I've been I've been able to find myself in like like really like lucky situations I say like just like running into you in the times that I would and like just picking up those like those little nuggets and like just like seeing you like like people don't realize this but like seeing you like sitting there with a fucking prism or taking 50 shots around someone's head. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of shit that, like, got me, like, inspired to try to, like, uh, like, I swear, after seeing you do that, um, I sat down and I was like, I want to try one new photo technique a week. Yeah. And, like, that was my goal for the longest time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, and that was from just seeing you doing shit. Like, every time I'm running into you, <laughs> just seeing you doing, like, something, like, completely bizarre looking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and, and, and then like people started like, like seeing me doing weird shit, and they're like, I don't know, I I just, it's uh, I've been super fortunate from, from like that being able to interact with you, and then like, somehow uh, 
I've been able to like work with Wes a lot. Mm-hmm. And Wes is just someone that like I've always looked up to. I think a lot of young creative people in the town look up to us. Uh, he just got that blue check mark. Oh, like, did he? Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't even know what that means. That means you're verified. That's like, that's a. Like, so if you, that's if you, such if, a funny word. Like, <laughs> what does that mean? Well, so <laughs> if, you're, if, if you're over 10,000 followers on Instagram, yeah, you get a. Uh, you can a, be verified. Which just basically means if you post something in your story, you can swipe up and it'll take you to a direct link to whatever you're either promoting, selling, or you know, showcasing. That's so cool. Which, I mean, it should be available for all creative types. So, yeah, I just I think I for the the serious types, because when I when I put a blog out, it'd be nice just to say, you know, because everything's done mobile. You're yeah. scrolling everything before bedtime. Everything or, is so mobile. You know, so that would just be nice to have, though, you know. Um, what's interesting thing is, is, you know, you have to look at what's, uh, what's happening outside of South Dakota, I think. Yeah. You know, look at, like, the coasts. Um, east and west um and kind of see what's happening there and then you know you can i follow a lot of uh like japanese photographers yeah like i pay attention to like uh well it's because i i i pay really close attention to the fujifilm hashtag yeah uh and dude fujifilm's huge in japan i guess and uh i don't know it's something it, it's so cool because like I've I've literally just followed like the local scene mm-hmm. and then like the Japanese scene and they couldn't be like worlds apart, oh. dude. Like the local scene and like just like the local scene in Japan is way crazy. So like I've been trying to find like re- like uh international scenes. Yeah. Like uh, I've been seeing like really cool stuff uh from like Taiwan too. Well I'm I'm always attracted to like uh those I call them like post communism Asian countries mm-hmm. that are like super high tech looking. They all look like, look like they're from the nineties. Yeah. Like, you know, everything's white. Full circle. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. That's why I like it. Oh, wow. All the, like, like you think about Tokyo, everything's white. Yeah. You know, like Godzilla stomping around, stepping on white buildings and shit. Yeah. Like, Oh, that's why I like, like uh fucking photography from Lebanon. Uh, houses are white. Mm-hmm. Damn. Oh, I think you just like appreciate simpleness. I don't know. I'm discovering a lot about myself. Dude, so I have this idea for this show. It's a troll show, right? I need to get two cameras. Troll show? It's called Therapy. It's it's a, it's a going to be like a YouTube series where I invite a guest and it's podcast style like this. Yeah. I'm going to get one of those therapist chairs, like the long ones. <laughs> and then they're going to come in and the show's called Therapy. And, uh, Every week it's a different guest. Yeah. They get a clipboard with questions and then they're my therapist. Oh. Yeah. So I just sit there <laughs> just like this, like, like this, just talk about all the traumatic shit. <laughs> like all the, like, yeah, when I was homeless, when I was smoking crack last Tuesday, like when, you know, like, yeah, it's going to be like, that's, it's going to be hilarious. Kind of like a. Hidden camera show where people don't realize what they're getting themselves into. Uh, shoot for the moon. Shoot for you the know, moon. I don't know if it'll work out. Dude, I have like, like, I should write a book called like Sam's Annual, like, you know, like the Farmer's Almanac. Oh, yeah. I don't know what that actually is. I work with a bunch of white people from small towns. And anytime I don't understand what they're talking about, I'm like, yeah, is that from the Farmer's Almanac? <laughs> it's like my running joke. <laughs> like, 
You know, like so it was like, yeah, it's foggy. That means in ninety days it's gonna snow. I'm like, is that from the farmer's almanac? Because I don't fucking know. I didn't know that. Yeah, stuff like that. Uh, small town people stuff. Oh yeah, I, I don't know. I always always love traveling to smaller towns for you know. I, for, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh yeah, I should make my own like Sam's almanac. There you go. Oh, it's just a bunch of dumbass ideas I've had throughout the year, and like some of them may be gold mines. Some of them. Maybe not. <laughs> I love. I, I, love uh, I see you maybe selling two copies. Yeah. I don't know. I think. Uh, and, you, and you probably. If it was a coffee table, a coffee table book, I yeah. think I could. I think I could make a good uh, like 50 state <laughs> tour. Going to all the hip coffee shops. Selling like one copy at each one. Like, come on. Yeah. Come on. I'll buy a coffee if you buy my book. <laughs> like, you know, like all the profit from the book is gone because I'm like drinking their coffee. Yeah. 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 That kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't, That's my ambitions as an author. I have very low ambition. That's what always surprises me. It's like, I'm so filled with like so much self-doubt. Oh, same. And low self-expectation that like, whenever whenever I do this stuff, I always, like every podcast so far, I'm like, yes, there's like two people listening to it. And then like, I don't know. It's a, it's a built in uh, reward coping mechanism I have Mm -hmm. where whenever I produce something, I always expect a really bad uh, reception. So that way, if like one person says something nice, like endorphin rush, like through the roof, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's kind of weird. I, I like the more and more I uh, been sitting in this apartment going fucking crazy by myself, Mm -hmm. the more I'm like getting introspective and like unspiraling and unhinging. Yeah. But next week I can pick up 20 pounds. Nice. And I might be able to leave the apartment. And maybe row as well, too. No, nope, that's still a month out. Oh, oh dude, if I could row, like, I'm at the point where I'm, I, I'm going so crazy that, like, I just want to row. Because it would just, <laughs> something. Yeah. Something to get my mind somewhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Totally. It's wild. Are you doing anything to, uh, are you playing any video games to pass the time? This is going to blow your mind. Today was my one week post surgery checkup. Just got the green light to play video games. No kidding. What uh, what are you playing? Uh, I played a couple rounds of Apex. Oh, Uh, I I downloaded. I I haven't got the concept of it though. Man, Um, it's it's kind of fun. PlayStation or no? I play on PC because like I'm Asian. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the only. That's 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 like the only. That's such a general answer, (laughs) dude. That's my excuse for everything. Sam, why are you uh, bad at math? Uh, uh, I'm Asian. Uh, uh, I don't know. That's <laughs> that's all you. I'm not gonna reaffirm anything. No, no. I, I like, dude. I'm, I, uh, no. Talking about uh, gaming and PCs and stuff, dude. I, uh, I just like, I, as long as I can remember, I've been like trying to take shit apart mm-hmm. and figure out how shit works. Yeah, and. Um, that's the only thing I don't like about Apple products is they're not designed. They're not designed to be tinkered with. Oh no! I mean, I switched the the battery out of my my phone. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, was easy. I mean, it was probably like a, a thirty minute, you know, swap out. But yeah, would I recommend doing it to but, somebody yeah. that doesn't, you know, have the patience? Oh God, no! I felt yeah. like I was going to destroy my phone after the time I was done. It's kind of like uh, I want my phone to be like a Honda Civic. Like if oh. I want, if I want to put underglow, yeah, twenty inch rims, yeah, 
uh, fast and furious type shit. Yeah, like okay. a sound system in there. I oh, dude. <laughs> you know, like whatever. You know, rice it out, dude. Yeah, then remember that Mitsubishi Eclipse. Oh. I still I it was I it was at Automania and I think I was like I think it was busy or something I couldn't go I wanted to go see it just because <sighs> I ever since you know that movie came out yeah that eclipse I just loved it even though I think it was only a a front wheel drive and they yeah, said they it, said it was a GSX but and it, eclipses it wasn't. are like slow <laughs> DS, I mean DSMs Diamond Star Motors because I had an Eagle Talon um, oh. and DSMs were just notorious for crank walk and then tons of mechanical issues on top of mechanical issues meaning that if but you, had, you a, had a turbo i that's did all the there remember the the see like people know about that people know about the eclipse people a lot of people don't know about the plymouth laser oh i remember the laser because it was uh, eclipse talon and then laser as yeah well. but the laser was only made to about like i think 90 yeah i think when they did the body style switch up they the axed uh the the laser the yes. Plymouth laser when they went from like the 80s design to like the What's your, what do you prefer, 90s, modern, or 80s car design, and mm. domestic or foreign? Oh, um, you know, I, I like the... What's well, your favorite favorite era and flavor? Ooh, that's a good one. Country um, of origin. Um, you know, I'm kind of impartial to the, I love, well, I, 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 I love uh, the Nissan uh, S15 Silvia. Oh, the the headlights in that are just sexy, dude. I okay, this is how like I the S fifteen has me so com- conflicted because like the front end is the sexiest front end Nissan's yeah. done. The rear end kind of looks like a Grand Prix. Yeah, which I'm like, I, if, if my ideal uh, two forty or S or whatever two forty SX would be the the fifteen front. Yeah, with the thirteen Koki back. Yeah, like the raccoon tail back. Yeah. Where it's more like the rounded lights. Or if you were really heavy into modding, which I knew, um, God, what was I, years ago, it might have been like Honda Tech Forms or something like that. Um, somebody did a conversion on a 240, which was a S15 front with a R33 rear light. <laughs> and it looked Ooh. dope. There's a R32 GTR in the basement. Yeah, I know. Was, I, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, he, I saw him on the <laughs> yeah. story and I was like, I was like oh. Shit, and he's like, he's like, yeah, I'll take you for a spin sometime. And I was like, oh, dude, driving that thing is so weird because like you you feel like you're on the sidewalk, and when you park, dude, parking is like, like for me, I was like, I can't fuck up these rims. These are such nice rims. Like, like, are they Volk? Are they uh, Mugen? I think they're the. um, I think he just got the Nismo rims. Oh, nice. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, uh. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I even um, what for me the other day, I, I'm yeah, I'm trying I. Uh, you know with ice and everything um, like people are like literally dropping like ice bombs now on the road and you have to swerve to like miss yeah. that shit so that's like yeah even me and my my focus I'm just it, like it's hard to be a car person in Sioux Falls like I want to be a car person so bad but it's like it's just not like a, a viable hobby with how much salt they throw down here oh yeah like uh, speed bumps and all and yeah bag. I mean our roads are actually not that bad compared no. to like east coast east coast roads are terrible dude yeah Man, I was into that years ago. So you, uh, yeah. So, so you like J- Japanese golden air? Yeah, era? Okay. Like the, late eighties, uh, early nineties. R thirty, you know, R thirty threes, R thirty four is pretty sexy as yeah. well too. Uh, S fifteen, you know, um, two forty. I'm kind of divided on, but uh, um, I really dig the RX seven. 
Oh, Arc 7 is a good one, too. The, like the FC, I think. Yeah. Not, not the bubbly one. Yeah. The one, the f- the one that had the terrible but wasn't bubbly. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, that's my favorite. That's my favorite car. I don't know. Something about it. R34, though, too. It's just... Yeah. Th- it's a beast. Well, then an American one. Well, um, I guess you would call it American, but uh, the Mitsubishi uh, Evo 8XR, oh. which... Top Gear did a video of them racing a Virtual Lago, I believe it was. That I thought that was the Evo 8 FQ400, like mm. the UK version. Might have been. I, I mean, think it was the UK version because they don't have a strict emission standard, so yeah. those can hit over 400 horsepower stock. <sighs> but it, it's just like, <laughs> yes, it's a crazy yes. good car, though. It's just, it's like oh, the color scheme and then the, yeah. the gun little rims and then everything. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. I mean, like, I, I would totally take an Evo, but then... You know what's funny? It's all like... One of like uh, finish my attention from like, uh, Chris Reischoffer. He's been like a a really surprised out of left field unexpected mentor for me. Mm-hmm. Like I ran into Javi once, and he's like, "Hey, you're you're champ," and I was like, "Dude, you're Chris. How do you know me?" Like that's what I was like. Yeah, you know, and I'm like I'm a big fan girl of like anybody. Yeah, like I'm a big I actually like being a supporter of people like who do stuff. Yeah, because like I just want people to support me, so I'm like if I support people. I think you just like to use the word fangirl, too. Yeah. You yeah, for an excuse to use the word fangirl. Yeah, but I was fangirling Chris at, like, high V. And then, like, uh, he became, like, my mentor last year. And, like, he, awesome. re- he really, like, he really helped me, like, start to value what I do. Like, yeah. He was the person that, like, helped me find value in what I do. Of course. But <laughs> we would, he would take around his, like, M5. That thing is so fast, but, like, it's engineered so well, and it feels so safe. It doesn't feel like you're going that fast. It's weird. Yeah. I was like, Chris, I'm used to like hanging out a dear life going 80 on a Civic. And we're like, go like 140. And I just, this it's so comfortable. It's like no road noise. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was just like, what the fuck? You probably take a nap in the two of them. Yeah. yeah. No, dude, he's, Chris is one of those guys who's like always on 11. He's always on 11. And like. And, like, that's that's the thing, too, is, like, Chris taught me, like, a really big thing, uh, which was, like, get rid of preconceived notions of people. Because, like, when I met Chris, I had, a like, I had pretty negative things. I heard a lot of negative things about him. You know what I mean? And, like, dude, like, just, like, how much he's helped me and all that shit, I'm just, like, it boggles my mind. It's either, like, I have like the the luck to be around chris only when he's an angel when he's chris angel (laughs) or i don't know i think people can grow and people can change and everyone deserves redemption and you know what i mean like yeah like for me i'm just like because like the things i heard about chris were from like a long time ago and when i like interacted with chris it was just like even if like you know like any percentage of what people it's like and people just say general things about him like he's an asshole like to me and i'm just like you know i like to make that call you know mm-hmm. at the end of the day i usually like to make a call in sam's asshole book i'm like all right asshole is that the one you're doing the 50 tours on that's that's the follow-up is it, book of is- assholes i mean like <laughs> figuratively literally or are we talking like like uh the paper is pressed from human uh skin cells only collected from the anus region i uh, 
Good luck. <laughs> it's, it's a pretty expensive book. <laughs> wow. I, again, shoot for the moon. Shoot for the moon. Wow. No, but like, yeah, that just like when I met Chris and like, just how open and nice and caring he was. It was, it, it, like, it changed my mind because it's like, man, I can't be letting everyone else tell me things about people. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, there's so much noise out there, Dan. Mm-hmm. And like, I used to just try to listen to it all. You know what I mean? Yeah. But no, it's just been, uh, I've been really lucky. I of course feel, you have. I feel so lucky, dude. Like, it's so crazy to think about because like, uh, I grew up in like a one bedroom house with seven people and my mom was the only one that worked. And like, I slept on like an unfinished dirt basement floor. Yeah. You know, with a sheet of linoleum on it. Look what you're in now. I know. It's, it's nuts. Started like, from the bottom. Now I'm here. Yeah. No, and that's the thing though, dude. It's like, I'm so appreciative. Like I, it, like every day I wake up now, cause like I, I suffer with depression. Like yeah. a couple years ago, I was like so depressed and like, just like in the last two years, I've been able to like deal with it, like climb out of it. And like, like, um, just kind of, uh, you know, like grow out of it, I'd say. And it, it's from like, I started surrounding myself with people mm-hmm. who like I look up to instead of surrounding myself with people who thought I was cool. Yeah. And that, and like, I don't know, that's, that's been like the biggest change for me, dude. Cause yeah. like m- my biggest goal, and that's why I worry about this is, and that's why I'm always like slashing and burning everything I do is like, I know when I hit a certain amount of like followers or like engagement or likes or people who like start complimenting me, I get an ego. No, it's easy to. You know what I mean? So it's like, I just want to keep myself in check. It's so hard. And like, I think that's going to be my biggest focus for this year is like, how do I keep myself in check? How do I like stay focused and not like become an ego? You know what I mean? Humility is, uh, it's, it's something that, that, that I, uh, that I learned from a friend, a really, really good friend of mine. And, um, it's something that it's, I don't know. It's, it's just something that comes within time. You know, um, I think it's, uh, it has to do kind of a thing with just, you know, maturity and kind of just growing up a little bit, you know, but I mean, and that's the thing too, that I, I think everybody gets a little concerned that, um, I feel like my testosterone is way down. <laughs> well, there, there are things that you, <laughs> so now I'm there just are things so that like, you can do about that too. You know? I know, but now I'm just so like, I love everybody. As if you had high testosterone, you'd hate everybody, is that? I don't know. I used to be so aggressive. Did you have an aggressive face? Yeah, I did. You just wanted to fight people? <laughs> like, I just wanted to fight people, dude. I, not that I wanted to fight anybody, but I think I definitely had a, a phase where I was, I think, just um, filled with jealousy, though. Yeah. Um, um, hey, that's a great way to describe that phase. Yeah. Um, it, it got to a, a, a place where I was like bitter and there's this this again podcast where uh i think it's a broadcast rob bell's uh robcast he says um he goes if you say that everything sucks this sucks that sucks everything sucks yeah. and then you had to realize and they say well maybe it's you 
<laughs> that sucks. I can like imagine hearing that in his voice. Yeah, you know, it, really, that's it's, the funny it's just like you know, because you know, I mean, if you're negative about everything, I mean, you are the energy you attract. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it's like, for example, like, do you ever notice, like, you know, I mean, I do believe in karma quite heavily. Um, and there's there's times where I think, um, you know, you have to kind of step back and kind of go, okay, you know, this mindset this energy that i have it's not good like a, i it's not do good. a nice little reassessment every well, once in a while yeah and i you know it's healthy to to kind of break from that mold in a way too um so that's been something that i've i've been continually working at as well too i feel like i'd need to do that in the winters winters are always my worst season i well you know every everybody has their ups and downs you know yeah. and it's, I mean, there's always going to be, I think, an inner struggle of, of, of um, envy, I think, and then and, and jealousy and then um, anger as well, too. I mean, everybody has those emotions, but it's, it's the way that you, you know, um, choose to, um, you know, choose to uh, deal with them. Yeah. That I think is what is, is the healthiest, though, too. And I think, you know, you know, definitely being... Um, you know, alone sometimes too is, is, is good to kind of listen to yourself too, because you know, what is it? I, there's this quote that said something like, you know, never make a promise when you're happy, never make a decision when you're sad or don't do this when you're angry. I can't think of the full quote, yeah. but it, it says that. And that's always kind of been something like, okay, cause you know, we're, you know, very, uh, radical human beings, you know, like for example, like if you break up with somebody, you know, you delete all the photos, because yeah. you don't want to associate that person with those times. Dude, I'm going um, to be, be honest with you. I've been, I've been going off Nicole for 10 years, and she's kind of like my first like serious girlfriend. So like I'm such a big like dweeb huh. dude. So oh, no. like, I don't think I've ever gone through like the deleting an ex. But like I feel like that that's... That is something that happens, isn't it? That's kind well, of I mean, sorry. because I think we have different ideas of how it plays out in our heads. Yeah. That we think, well, because it didn't go this way, um, I'm going to disassociate or pretend you don't exist. Um, and I'm guilty of doing that as well, too. Um, so, I mean, you know, I mean, there's there are people that as a as a wedding photographer like the divorce rate stats has got to be so good for business because uh, you're like oh. at least they, here's two more potential clients why'd you have to like, go there like they were like one client and then now, now they both could get remarried again well let me yeah, let me say this um i did have uh, i did have three weddings that were called off last year oh that's see that's not that's the sad, that's sad. That's more sad. It is because the reason is that I I legitimately wanted to work with them. Yeah. I I get excited when people want to work with me. Um and I think what kind of came down to it is that during the engagement session, I think it was more of a um I think a test of their their chemistry cuz I I the whole process is just that um you know, it's like getting to know me as well, getting to know you. Yeah. And, um, you know, these people were like, you know, a month after or two months after or what have you. And it's like, hey, you know, um, just for, you know, whatever reason or this happened, you know, we're not we're not together. And I kind of go more along the lines of like, oh, that I'm, I'm sorry to hear that because, well, to be honest with you, nobody wants to hit reset. 
and go back to zero because you spent any of those times were you able to like pick up that vibe during the engagement session a few uh, yeah there was there was one in particular but i always kind of just chalked it up that the guy probably had nerves most likely which yeah it's um it's uh it's it's an alpha to alpha thing Really, and I say that because, I mean, a guy giving another guy directions on, on how to act and how to do this, for some it doesn't go over well because they don't want to be told what to do. Yeah. And I get that. I get that. You, you know, and some guys are just not emotional. They're not, they're not comfortable and in, 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 in showing that either because they, they, they didn't grow up that way. Um, they maybe haven't had relationships where it's... You know, there's a whole lot of PDA or affection. Um, but I, I think it's a catch-22 is that, you know, a lot of men that are, are born in the Midwest are kind of taught not to show emotion yeah. or shy away from it. Um, thinking that it's Especially somehow... around here. Yeah, that it makes you somehow less of a man to do that, um, which I heavily disagree. I think yeah. a nice little balance because we all have... Uh, a I think b- it comes from like... Because I always, I, always, I always remember most people in this city are like one or two generations removed from the farm you know? yeah so like from and from like farm life it's just like you know the dad's out all day yeah dad's never home dad's either milking the cows or like doing something in the crops you know what i mean yeah and i feel like when you transition from that type of culture to like a more modern culture suburban it, it's gonna take some time for like we're, i feel like we're in like a that like adjustment period, you know what I mean? Like the yeah. cultural shift period in our town. Of course. In this region, yeah. I'd say. Well, and it's funny because a lot of people that hire me, I mean, you know, they, they see the work and they know exactly what I do. Yeah. And I get those people that are like, uh, you know, we're not, we're not really affectionate. We're not overly affectionate. <laughs> and I kind of have to like kind of go, um, but do you, do you see what I do, like, You're like love is my thing. I mean, like, like we're, <laughs> we're making we're making like romance novels, yeah. like covers here. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, I should say this too. I have a a really good friend of mine, and she's uh, she's very she's an amazing person. Um, she gave me one of the best compliments that I have ever heard about my work, and she said, uh, "She goes, you have this amazing ability to showcase two people in love." Or make them look like they are so in love with one another, even when they're not. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, dude, that's the best compliment ever. I I was like, well, you know, I mean, that's 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 nice. I mean, it should it, it should exist for. Uh, I mean, there's 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 a difference between uh, faking it, you know, where it's like just you know, like sloppy making out or something or, um, and there's just something that I have within the, the, the posing technique that I just, I just talk to them. That's, I mean, if we're being honest, there is no secret formula. It's just talking to people and that's how it is. And then you kind of have to dig deep into yourself. Um, and then them as well. And you have to just kind of just drive out of them. Um, you know, I think you have to also kind of reach back within your uh, history as well, too. And yeah, I think like convey that love is so tricky. Um, It is. It's because like it's I feel like because I don't capture it a lot. You know, I don't do a lot of love shit, you know, but 
when I do, it feels like it's 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 there's a different level of uh, what you need to do because not only do you have to be vulnerable because you have to be vulnerable to be disarming. Yeah. And, well, like, and, and nobody, nobody likes being vulnerable. No, you People know, I mean, struggle like, with vulnerability. Yeah. So like you have to out vulnerable them usually to get them to open up. And I don't know, like for me, that's always so emo- like emotionally taxing. It is. Like what, like, um, that, that's so, it's, it's so crazy to me. Cause like, I, I feel like what you do is love and like, you see so many different types of love and yeah. like, I'm trying to relate that to like when all I was shooting was boutique stuff. I'm still just shooting boutique stuff. Let's be honest. Like when all I was shooting was just studio stuff and um, shooting girls, like pretty girls. I got jaded on pretty girls where like my guy friends are like, oh, man, she's so hot. Must have been so sick working with her. Did you see her titties? And I'm just here like, dude. I'm so jaded. No, they're not. Because that's not my goal. Uh, I look away. But no, and no, but uh, it's always just like, yeah, it's weird to say that I feel jaded on pretty girls because then am I objectifying them? I don't know. I feel like, uh, I don't even know if jaded is the term. I think it's, I see through the smoke and mirrors now. You know what I mean? Like to me, when I see a aesthetically beautiful person, I'm, I've been around them long enough to understand that it's like, yeah, they like this. This what some of the most beautiful people are the biggest pain in the ass or the most unprofessional. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. So like for you, like being around love so much, do you ever fear that you'll be jaded from love? <laughs> I was just like too deep. <laughs> like um, Dad can't feel love anymore because wow. that's that's all he does. Like for a living um it's a very good question actually like will someone be like i feel like you've seen so much different depths of love yeah that your standard for the love that you're willing to open yourself up to receive is so high <laughs> Wouldn't um, it, be, it has to be right oh man i i don't know how to answer that to be honest with you because i i i myself um i i still i don't know what i want Honestly, um, and I, I've, you know, without saying too much, I've, I've met some, um, I've met some great people, um, you know, within my, uh, you know, relationships, uh, or, you know, uh, acquaintances or whatever have you know, um, I guess that maybe, um, I don't know that I'm not sure there's a way to really answer that question because for me, I just, I think that, um, there's there's always a a, um, a moment where it it, it it's almost if, if like time kind of like stops for a second and um, everything becomes it just becomes infinite in that moment um, and it's just like for a, a you know. A minute, uh, which feels like an eternity. You have just a, a little connection with somebody, and that's probably the the one, you know, it, it it just for like that one split second, you're 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 you both belong to one another, and I like that. And then there's kind of this you know realization that you know is that um, there are two separate things that, that people 
want or they're looking for. So, um, you know, if you, if you choose to take that, uh, you know, other road, you at least carry with yourself the, the, the ability to know that, you know, you are able to feel those feelings and, you know, know that you're able to be treated that way. Um, so I think that's a big one too. And a lot of it is, is I look at it from my perspective and kind of think, you know, okay, you know, uh, there are images that I I've seen that in within my, you know, years of, of shooting that, you know, there, there are some looks that people get and you can just read by the eyes of, of, of what people are like. It's like, you know, to like that person's like your, your, your world or something. Like I did a, a wedding, um, maybe three weeks ago now that I just, and I bumped into this, uh, client the other day and I, I said to her, I said, you know, you, you found, you found a good one. <laughs> You know, yeah. and it's just, I mean, it, it almost seemed like kind of like, um, you know, you go through and I, there, it was like a moment that for me, uh, it was, um, you know, hi, Bella. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Hi, Bella. Um, and, you know, it just seems like you just go through this, uh, I don't know, this cycle of just, you know, kind of wondering where you find, you know, somebody. Um, and so that's kind of what gives me the, the reason to document is that it just, I, I like that journey. I think that people, um, I don't know. I just, you know, there's not, I'm not really, I feel like I'm answering your question with a question, but, I know. uh, I don't, I don't know. To be honest with you, I, I'm, I, I'm more about the now yeah. than what happens down the road. And I, I leave everything more up to the universe, honestly, for whatever happens, um, happens. Honestly. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I, uh, that's, that's interesting. I'm just like, um, see, cause like in my head, like all the people that I like follow and look up to, I just imagine they're like superstars. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, I just imagined you like out at like Crawford's oh, or, uh, Carpenter Lounge or, uh, one of the Paramount, like every Thursday or Friday, just like, Drinking martinis, like spinning something cool on your finger, like girls just coming up to you, being like James is, Bond or something. Yeah, is that like, what it's like? Is that what the life of Dan is like? Like, because like I romanticize everything. Oh, man, no, no, <laughs> I, no, I don't, I don't think I could ever be content with a life like that. Honestly, yeah. um, no, and no, I, you know, I, I, I think I, I shy away from, uh, uh. I I tend to shy away more from the limelight now. I don't. Yeah. I don't like. I don't like really like. I like that a whole lot anymore. So. Yeah. Dude, my dogs are going nuts. Well, it's just Bree. Yeah. She's going nuts. Okay, so uh, you said something earlier that gave me a clue that you played games. Yes. Do you play games? I do. I do. What's your what is uh what's your current favorite game and what was like the game. Of like that defined you. Oh boy! Uh, so right now I'm playing a lot of uh, uh, Modern Warfare, the remaster. 
Oh um, yeah, that just came out on PlayStation Plus. Yeah, it's free, and I've been. Oh my god! It's like I realize just how much I suck because I. I mean, I was like playing the hardcore. I was like, yeah. you know, just left and right. Dude, that game changed the game. Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, it was like GoldenEye, and then it was like uh, yeah. Perfect Dark, and then Time then Stoppers. That. Oh yeah, you're naming like the literally the only important games from dropping this them left and yeah. right, and then like Turok, right, you know and then. Call of Duty. Halo um, was a game changer. You know, I never did, I never got it at Xbox, but um, the game that really... Well, there was also one, too. Uh, Ultimate Chicken Horse is really good, too. What? That's like Angry Birds, um, but you build obstacles, oh, okay. and it's, it's cool. I gotta um, look this up. I, Dad, did Ultimate you just chicken horse. me? I did. Wow. Um, <laughs> my favorite game series of all time is the, the Metal Gear Solid series. Yeah. I just, no, I, I just, Metal Gear Survive, right? Am I, right? I, I've played that. It's not that bad. Really? I've, I've, I've only heard bad things. But I, like, you know how Metal Gear fans are. Well, yes. I think it's actually. I think it's. Um, I think it's a ruse yeah. to Death Stranding, which is going to be obviously Metal, another Metal Gear game. You know, that's just yeah. that's how it is. But I, I, I love the Metal Gear series. Then that, that's always first time. I remember I first time I ever played Metal Gear Solid One. I was just drawn to the like the voice acting, you know. Yeah. It was it was just so cinematic, you know. It's like, yeah, that was like the first game that like added the cinematic aspect. I loved it. I mean, I, I thought it was just the co- coolest thing. And I, like I was saying, I just kind of um, I was always drawn to just the uh, theatrics of it as well too. So either that was a toilet flush or that was a uh, truck yeah it sounded weird in my ears i it sounded weird in mine too no um yeah and then we're uh, doing this out of a truck stop this is recorded live at the flying j yeah there's a bunch (laughs) of truckers yeah let me get some pizza and uh, let me get a pack of smokes too (laughs) yes um no uh also the uh tomb raider uh i picked up the old one because i was playing the new demo uh, oh. That's a really good one too. I love uh, like the 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 newer series of Tomb Raider. Yeah, the new one. She's oh, I love I I just love her it's accent. So good. It's her accent is so good too. And I'm like I love those type of games, and it's so much better when I'm not staring at a dude's butt climbing up things the whole time. Because like Uncharted, <laughs> you're just staring at Nathan Drake's perfectly square, like buff, masculine ass for like 40 hours. Yeah, and I'm like. You know, it's. I'm glad there's games with female protagonists because women deserve to be protagonists too. Right. Especially in third-person, climby action games where historically women ha- are underrepresented in the archaeological society. So. Well, I mean, look at like you know, Dead or Alive. I mean, that fighting game where I mean, it was just like. Did you know that game? Uh, PlayStation Classic. Oh yeah, but I mean, it was. First game to have boob physics. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Like Jingle I remember physics, as a kid, yeah. I was like, "You guys, there's a game." <laughs> like I'm laughing. I'm laughing as much as I did when I was a kid when I heard about this shit. Like, oh yeah. There's the, bo- the boobies. <laughs> <laughs> guys, the boobies they wiggle. <laughs> like the square, the square polygon boobs. <laughs> like it looked like two solo cups. <laughs> Very pointy, yes. Yeah. Dude, those, uh, those are the days. All right, Dan. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up because my dog's losing his shit. Oh, I know. I mean, I'm a huge dog person. Let your dog out. I know. I got to let her out. Let's, uh, adorable dogs, though, honestly. Yeah, let's uh, let's wrap it up. Where can people find you? What's coming soon? Ooh, okay. Uh, 
he hasn't posted since the seventeenth of February, <laughs> so don't fucking worry about it. Right. Uh, I feel like I haven't either. Okay, hit it. Um, well, uh, if anybody's in, inclined to follow me on Instagram, you can find me at uh, at DT Photo. Uh, and every time I spell it out, there's always somebody giggling because it's <laughs> D T F O T O. <laughs> the DTF always throws people off. So DTF OTO. Um, which even when you say it like that, it sounds like DT photo. Anyhow, um, the only reason I took that is because, I mean, this is when Instagram first came out and somebody took the PH and I just was like, okay, maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just, uh, you know, take that. So um, <laughs> I think I have dog treats or something in there. No, no. Um, <laughs> Anything coming up? Uh, not so much. Not so much, honestly. Wedding season's coming up. Yeah. Um, book this man. Dude, <laughs> it's, it's so funny because, like, I have guests coming on and they're like, oh, yeah. They're like, oh, who's, uh, who are you, uh, who are you interviewing this? Like, who have you interviewed? I'm like, yeah, you know, there's a bunch of people. And then Dan Thorsten, they're like, oh, they shot my wedding. And, like, it's so cool, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, you know, just, uh, I don't know. Just kind of just doing whatever. And, uh, just enjoying, enjoying it. So getting tats. I I need I need to yeah, fill in I need to fill in my arm. That's like so cool. Inner arm I need to fill it out. <laughs> I just I just I haven't decided what I want, and so that's a big investment. All right, Dan. I honestly appreciate you just coming over here, chatting with me. It's been a, it's been uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, I like, normally I'm like banging on his window trying to get him to look at me. So it's nice that I didn't have to. Waiting outside by my, yeah. my car. I didn't have to like hunt him down in the streets this time. Yes. All right. Thanks, y'all. I'm going to go let my dog take a shit. And I